Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. Welcome to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Reaping Redhead, Cam Stewart, my boy, for FC. Hey, he's, I think he might be flying right now. I'm not sure if he's in the, the, you know, the airport waiting for the plane. Going from Vancouver to his new home of New York City, but I'm here with uh, the king of Long Island fantasy guru, expert of many 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 sports and guys doing a hockey show today we got football college football and baseball tonight george kurtz how you doing george i'm doing well kim happy to finally be doing a show with you yeah this is awesome george yeah no i the last time i know i was, I was looking at your twitter today the last time i was on long island i went to belmont got per, pretty wasted and uh, hit a nice pick three there but uh, when i come out to new york you got to take me to the track because i like those uh, new york tracks saratoga aqueduct belmont i, I got a thing for the ponies you know, it's funny. I lived in Elmont for about 20 years, maybe a mile or two from the track. So uh, been there a few times myself. And my family's from Howard Beach, which is just outside of Aqueduct. Yeah, it was crazy. When I was down there, I didn't know Hofstra University was like basically like it's right there. And uh, I used to know a guy from uh, the New York Islanders, Brad Boys and Campoli, a lot of the guys from my hometown. Uh, they were there, and uh, I, I went to I went to the Long Island. And man, I'll tell you something about that rank, George. I love it. But honestly, it's like a I, I, I could consider it a roller derby, like a roller rink. Even the paint job and the and the stuff there. So it's going to be nice. Uh, it's a it's a quaint building, but it's going to be nice uh, when they get the hell out of uh, you know the Barclays too and get a real uh, arena so the fans can enjoy it. Yeah, the fans will be happy. They want the Islanders to come back at least split half their games at the Coliseum and Barclays. I still have my doubts, Cam, that they'll ever build this uh, new arena in Belmont uh, until I see a shovel in the dirt, which. <laughs> Apparently, it's not happening until next spring. Why it's taking a year is beyond me. Nassau County is all effed up. So, uh, like I said, until I see a shovel in dirt, I'm not believing anything. I'll tell you, George. Yeah, no, it's kind of like here, too, when they get the union jobs, like for Toronto at uh, Union Station. The thing was supposed to be a one-year job. It's like year 11 right now. And they're just taking down, like, the plywood to put up. And I'm like, wow, it must be nice being a worker on that scene. It's like uh, winning a, a lottery ticket cash for life, man. These guys, like, it, the thing's never getting built. George, I'll tell you something, man. We got a wicked day today. I was looking huge NFL sked, too. We got uh, baseball. You're a, you're a DFS monster. We got a lineup for baseball. I got something for golf, too. The TPC, the playoffs have started. But uh, just in the NFL, man, I, I don't know. I, I, every time, every single damn day, I'm look, looking at uh, Ra- Jalen Ramsey and, He's just spouting off about Amendola now. He ripped basically most quarterbacks in, in the league, except for a couple guys uh, that he's playing against. I, I, don't, I just don't get it. This guy, he's driving me nuts. Like, worry about your own business, man. I'll tell you something. I get talked to Gabe about this yesterday. I'm not, uh, I think the Jaguars are going to have a little bit of a recession, man. This guy, the season hasn't even started yet, and he just keeps on chirping. Well, hey, he's great for us, right? He gives us constant material to talk about. So uh, I'm a Jalen Ramsey guy. That being said, I am surprised that Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin haven't told him to shut the hell up. Because, uh, listen, you want to rank on Danny Amendola? Who cares? 
And that's it's a nobody, a third, fourth string wide receiver. But the quarterbacks he was ta- taking apart were great. Uh, he even made what well, he got on Gronk today. Even Gronk's not very good, according to uh, Ramsey. It's refreshing in some ways. I'd rather hear him talk the way he's talking than the old cliches we hear from most players. Yeah, it's, yeah no, it's a good point. I'm just saying, like, this guy goes off a lot. But in the old days, you never really had guys talking about anybody. But, hey, it's a new world that we're living in right now. And this guy just loves to chirp and, you know, and, and I guess, try to take people off their game. But, George, I'll tell you, uh, today, I want to open up the phone lines for everybody, too. It's nice to have you on. You're a fantasy monster. Uh, I'm in three leagues myself. And, I'm you know, I, I like Marenzi, I basically did them piss drunk from uh, the El Cortez uh, horse book. So I didn't get any of the guys I really, really wanted. But uh, the listeners out there, we're going to open up the phone lines here at the Fantasy Sports Network Game Time Decision. George Kurtz, Cam Stewart, if you got a fantasy question, a betting question, any of that stuff, we'll just keep the phone lines open. If you guys want to chime in, uh, hopefully we can uh, take care of business, George. Uh, I wanted to go over a couple guys with you, too. Uh, guys maybe that you think uh, who had big seasons that are going to be busts and guys that... Uh, some sleepers that you think are going to crawl out of the woodwork and uh, do some serious damage this year. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what the listeners have to say, but I'll tell you uh, in in one of my drafts, uh, I got Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback and I'm expecting big things with his feet. And uh, you know, I'm kind of a a little bit bullish on Kansas city this year. I know he has a great uh, rapport with Tyreek Hill, Uh, Sammy Watkins, not so much when we talk about the targets and interceptions, but uh, what's your take on uh, Mahomes and the the chiefs? Do you think he's going to be a fantasy stud? He's going to have to be. That defense is a dumpster fire. So they're going to have to put the ball in the air, run the ball with Hunt. It's terrible, Cam. It, it's bad. It's not the Kansas City Chiefs defense of old. So they're going to have to rely on Holmes to really pick it up quickly. Fantasy-wise, unless I was playing in a super flex league or two-quarterback league, I wasn't going for him. Their quarterback is so deep. There was no reason for me to take that chance. Uh, I, I love his arm strength. Tyreek Hill, we know he can run, and Mahomes can reach him anywhere on the field with that bazooka for an arm. I have my doubts about Watkins as well. I think Mahomes is a very high upside play. I would have loved him as a quarterback two in those leagues I just mentioned. Quarterback one, though, I'm a conservative drafter in most leagues, especially a quarterback. I don't need to take chances. I would have taken a, a more steady play, Stafford, Rivers, if you're waiting that long to draft a quarterback. Yeah, good point. Like the thing about Philip Rivers is too, and you know how deep he goes in the drafts. And then you and then you look at the stat line, and it wasn't the best last year, but him and Keenan Allen, these guys got a great relationship. But you look at Rivers, like 313, 24 for 30. You know what I mean? Like he's a guy you can get late. And year after year after year, despite that crazy mechanical kind of shot put, shot put delivery. Philip Rivers is just a, like a fine wine. You know, this guy just sticks around and uh, he does serious damage for the value where you can get him in drafts. He does have a weird delivery. Uh, I don't understand how he gets the ball to where he wants it to go either. I don't know if we've ever seen a delivery like that. I mean, through the years, through the decades, we've seen players who throw the ball with their, uh, their point of finger on the tip of the football. Never understood how that can happen either. But how Rivers delivers the ball is strange. And even Matthew Stafford, he has a more traditional mechanical delivery, but he throw, he'll throw the ball from any direction, underneath, sidearm, anything he can to get the ball to his receivers uh, away from an oncoming rush. And these guys, they do it, for me, they do it year after year. And both teams, uh, more probably more so with Chargers than the Lions, but the Chargers are going to have a very good to great defense, which means the offense should get the ball more and should get the ball in better position more. And the Lions shouldn't be forgotten about either. The defense won't be lights out like a, a top 10 DST, but the defense is better under Matt Patricia. They'll also give uh, Stafford better field position in which to uh, move the offense. 
What's your take on on Johnson? Uh, that, speaking of that, do you think he's going to be br- a breakout player? I wanted uh, Seattle to draft him. Uh, I, I think this guy might be uh, finally a stud. You know Detroit, too. Every single year, it's a different story. You got Abdullah, you got Redick, you got this guy. Like, it's basically, they've never had that running back even since Barry Sanders to actually kind of, you know what I mean, be the featured cowbell back to take a lot of carries. Uh, I'm pretty high on this guy. I like the player. I'm not so sure I like the situation, mainly because you said it. You got Theo Riddick there. All right, so he's, he's going to catch the balls on third down, right? He's going to be the pass catcher. I'm not really worried about Amir Abdullah. I think he's more the backup for everybody. I am worried about LeGarrette Blunt. What if he's the touchdown guy? Now you got Riddick yeah. catching the passes. You got Blunt being the short yardage touchdown guy. That leaves Kerryon Johnson, who's, the best, I think, the best player of this trio by far, but being more of a 20 to, in between the 20s. He'll get the yardage, but if he doesn't get those touchdowns, that's going to decrease his value. I would love him so much more. If Blunt wasn't there. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing with Blunt, too, just because of his size and the pounding nature. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to basically vulture all those carries, like, inside inside the 2-3 the yard line there. He's just going to be a monster Mack truck and get in. A really good point there, George. Like, that's the problem. Like, you could see this guy, Blunt might only get a couple uh, touches a game, but they can both be touchdowns. That's the problem. Yeah, and Blunt shouldn't be forgotten about in fantasy leagues for that matter. Not that you want to start him during normal weeks, but during bye weeks, let's face it, man, any running back with a pulse, with a heartbeat, is draftable, is startable, because we're looking for anyone to plug in there. And if he gets that one touchdown a week, yeah, you might only get eight, nine points, but eight or nine is better than zero. Exactly. Yeah, George, you got to bear with me today. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I went downstairs, and I, I, I made a sandwich, and I just, like, you know, I didn't even think about it, right? So I go, and I slap some mayo on there, and, you know, I'm just kind of chowing down. And then I look at the container. I'm like, 2017? November. What the hell am I doing? And it didn't even, the thing was, it didn't even taste off. It just tasted like, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm just like my stomach. Thank God I was telling Zhang, uh, the, the operator, I'm like, uh, this cord goes to my bathroom. So if you see, like, if you hear some rustling or whatever, I'm going back and forth from uh, my table and the soundboard to the can. But I know Cardano's probably like, this guy's such an idiot. Like, I, I couldn't believe it, though. I've just got the, I got the hot, cold sweats going right now. It's, it's not food poisoning. It's just uh, I'm borderline, kind of like hour to hour right now. You're borderline death going right now, man. I would Listen, I wouldn't have checked it either. We've all done that. You assume it's good. I don't even look at expiration dates unless it tastes bad. I'm the guy who, oh, uh, milk five days after? Ah, it's probably still good. Smells okay. Where's my Cocoa Puffs? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm partial to Reese. Uh, you ever had the, the Reese, uh, Reese Puffs? They're delicious, man. The peanut butter ones, they're fantastic. And I, I know a butcher uh, down, down at the local uh, grocery store where I do my other show on Mondays and Fridays for these pizza guys. And I'll tell you, man, like, I got a wicked deal with him. Like the minute, like it's right on the sticker, he whips out the big roll of 50% off. It goes ding, 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 ding. So basically I'm getting like $200 of meat for 50 and 60% off. And that's why you got a deep freezer, right, George? You got, you, you got to play the value game, like in fantasy and in life, buy cheap and hoard. Damn right, man. Hey, I'm a meat guy. No vegan here, man. Give me some meat. I'm, I'm Irish, man. Meat and potatoes and I'm a happy guy. Me too. No, I was just... That's another thing. I was talking to my buddy the other day just about chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Like, that's basically kind of my uh, death row appetizer. I'd probably start off with, like, some chicken wings and do some surf and turf before they hit me up in the electric chair. But I just, I just remember going to bars, George, and I'm not sure, like, you're, uh, you're in your 40s, right? How, how old are you? Thankfully, I'm still in my 40s, but that's coming to an end. Yeah. I just turned 49. <laughs> so you get it. Yeah, right? I'm, like, mid-40s. So I remember we used to go to bars. And when you ordered a beer, they brought out a bowl of wings. 
Like, you know what I mean? They were basically throwaways. They're like, ah, this is a bunch of crap. Like peanuts. Give it to you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were basically the peanuts, the, the shell peanuts at the ball game. They used to do that at bars. You'd buy a, uh, you'd buy a pitcher. they go, here, have 25 wings. Now I go to a place. I just came back from Vegas. It's $16 for seven wings. Like, are you kidding me? I want to be like, that's, that's just a joke. They got a, poultry's not that expensive. No, they, they're taking advantage of the market. They know what we want. We, everybody loves wings, whether it's hot, mild, or, you know, death wings. And you, they know you're going to eat them. Everybody wants them. So they, it's market, man. If you owned a bar, you would do the same damn thing. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. George, that's the thing. I don't know uh, too much. I know you're, you're a hockey guru. You know everything about hockey. And I saw you today already talking about, uh, you know, Vegas and a couple other teams, uh, basically. And, hey, hockey drafts are coming up, too. So, people, if they have a question, you can ask George about that. Uh, you probably got all your rankings there. But uh, are you a fantasy guy and a gambling guy, George, or are you just mostly uh, fantasy? I know me and Marenzi, we play fantasy, and we uh, tend to gamble a lot. Like, oh, he'll throw down money on, like, a, a Mexican soccer match at 4 o'clock in the morning, European hand ball he even played a game where i think they're on camels in the desert and they use the skull and a mallet kind of like uh polo but with, with like a, a dead dead skull instead of a ball i think gabe would have an over under on what time i might get out of bed in the morning and bet on it uh oh for sure i am a i'm a gambling guy yes it'll be much easier once new york allows it to be legal i was betting through uh, my brother had a site where he could do it so i was uh, doing it through then i'll probably do it more now that we can, uh, you know, it's not without the hassle. It's just easier. You know, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy it. I'm not going to tell you I, I'm nowhere near what Gabe is. I am not psychotic, but I, I enjoy. Listen, like most, why do we play fantasy in the first place? Because it makes games that you may not be interested in more interesting. DFS, that's why, right? And so the same thing with gambling. I'm not going to bet more than I can afford. But I don't mind throwing 50 bucks, you know, Yankees, White Sox tonight. Okay, you know, Yankees are plus whatever, uh, minus whatever. Why not go for the Yankees? You know, so I might do something like that. And it's just it's the, another way for me, especially my family's away. My wife took the kids. So I'm alone for a couple of days. She's in Pennsylvania. I can watch all the games to my delight tonight. So, yeah, there's a good chance I'm going to have some money riding on the games. Yeah, it's kind of different for, like, dudes that I know. They're kind of like, oh, my wife's away. And then they, like, take off their pants and, uh, you know, order a big pizza and just sit there and, like, you know, spill sauce on them and fall asleep on the couch to, like, Scottish porn. But for me, George, I'll tell you, like, every day is like that for me with my girlfriend. I met I met my girlfriend at a, at a horse book. Like, I, I met her at a bar that we were betting on horses. And I went up to her and I said, hey, how are the ponies treating you? She told me to F off. I'm like, oh, this, this chick's got a lot of spunk. And then we went back there and hit, like, a stink bomb at 26 to 1. And I looked down. I got a plate of nachos. And then, like, she's, good, like, face deep in my food. I go, I, I like this chick. She doesn't even care. She doesn't even ask. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have to worry about when the, when the lady goes away. Like, when we go to Vegas, she's got, like, tennis futures on the U.S. Open, right? So she's gambling with me. She's, I try to teach her blackjack, but uh, roulette and uh, tennis gambling seem to be her uh, strong suits. You know, I've been married, Gabe, uh, Cam, you won't believe this. Been married 17 and a half years. My wife's not a sports fan. I mean, she doesn't care. You know, she'll come in, oh, yeah, yeah. My, but she likes tennis. Yeah. My, nothing. She doesn't like, my wife doesn't care. Doesn't care at all. I mean, she doesn't mind what I, that I do. It keeps me home. It's all, all she cares about. But in the 17 years where we were married, other than going to a, uh, a live game, you know, going to the stadium or going to an island game, whatever, she's made maybe seen four games five no those are all super bowls and super bowl parties which she's not really paying attention to anyway so people find that weird that uh you know for what i do that my wife couldn't care less
It's, it's probably better that way. Like, I used to dream about, hey, I wish my, you know, everyone has that dilemma. Does your chick, do you want her to like sports as much as you or, or, or the other way? And I used to think, like, you know, we can go to the games together being cool. I don't think it is. I'd rather have a chick that's not into it. And then I, I think too many problems can happen if uh, you're both, like, degenerate gamblers and going to games and all that stuff, right? Like, she likes to drink and party, but uh, when it comes to sporting events, yeah, no, she, she'd rather stay at home. Little yin yang, you're probably right. It's better that this way we do something different too, right? Get some social aspect going here, other than uh, talking sports, going to sports, betting on sports, fantasy teams. It probably is for the best. Exactly. Hey, George, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna open up the phone lines. If you got a question for George? Anything? Uh, football. We got a huge slate tonight. College and NFL. We're gonna do that. But first, get your season uh, ticket to Fantasy Glory now with 2018. The Roto Experts, best in the business. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football package, not just a draft kick, a full season package that takes you from draft day to championship week, and it features, features in-depth analysis from some of the best in the business. Go to Roto Experts promo code winner to get 10% off as well. Me and George are going to be back. Football questions, sports gambling questions, game time decisions comes back right after the bacon. And maybe Gable pop by. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code FNTSY. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Rage and Reddit Cam Stewart with Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. Morenci might drop by a little bit later on his way to his new home of New York City. From Vegas to Vancouver to New York City. And I'm here with George. We're going to talk a little about DFS. We got uh, golf, I told you, in the DFS hour. I got a lineup for the PGA this week. Uh, should be pretty interesting there. A lot of money on the line. Things are heating up in the playoffs. We got NFL football, huge slate of exhibition games tonight. We got college football. Gabe and I had Mark Lawrence on the show yesterday talking about a couple pooches like the Tulane Green Wave getting Wake Forest. We'll go over that in the... DFS hour slash gambling hour at six o'clock, but I'm here with my buddy George here. And uh, yeah, you guys got any fantasy questions? You you know, flex player, waiver, wire, vultures, anything like that, guys. Decisions between receivers. Hopefully uh, we can help you out with your team, George. It was weird though, doing a draft. I'm in a $2,500 league with a bunch of rich guys, right? And uh, this is the first year I didn't go. So I had to like have a representative there and it's just, it's just not the same, man. You don't get the guys you want and it's an auction league too, right? And then the guy that uh, represented me, there's a lot of like hostility between certain guys in the league. So you jack up prices when they know you need a running back or anything like that. And I was telling Gabe, you know, we're at the hotel wasted, you know, Christian McCaffrey gone, you know, Oh, can I get Dalvin cook gone? Like all these guys, it just really sucks when you're not at the room with the guys, you know, having a few brews and going around the table when you got to do like auto draft or, or you got to do it, you know, basically from a casino or somewhere else. It sucks. It takes the, the fun out of it. And when you're an older guy, you, you only get to see these friends. You know, they're married with kids. That's the one time a year we get together. We get, you know, wasted. Everyone crashes out and you draft your fantasy football team. It's a lot of fun. Draft day is for me. That's like Christmas for adults. Christmas morning yeah. for adults. I mean, you said it. You get together with your buddies. 
I mean, we're all of age now where we're married, you know, we have families, kids, blah, blah, blah. You don't see these guys as much. I, I know I don't. Pretty much, I'm going to see these guys five, six times a year, and half of that will be on draft days, whether it's football, baseball, hockey, whatever it might be. And it's the different vibe in the room when you're, you have a live draft. I prefer live drafts a thousand times over being online. Yeah, a thousand times. It's just it's more fun, and you do get a better read. Sometimes for the live drafts, you know, you'll have nine guys will be here, maybe two or three guys miss, and those guys are at a disadvantage because they're not seeing, they're not being able to read the room, seeing what's going on in the room during the live draft. Like I said, I think every effort should be made in your home league to show up to the draft. I agree. Like unless there's like a family emergency or something like that. No, it, it's awesome. I, what's your take on? Uh, the, the the auction league like you know i'm in a, i mean that's the high stakes it's an auction i i'm not really down with it like when we also we're allowed to franchise tag guys like i had mike evans for four years and i had to throw him back in the water jay ajay i had he's got to go like you can only have a certain player for a certain amount of years but what do you like do you, do you like the auction uh, draft there georgia i just find it uh, there's a lot more animosity It'd probably be good for the fantasy sports network guys because a lot of guys like the butt heads like the king and Corey, and get them all in the room because personal vendettas you know you know when when certain guy in the league who's won it a few times or if one of the guys is a prick you like to basically you know just jack up prices on these guys what's your take on auction compared to a regular draft it's by far the fairest way if you want to have a if you don't want to stop people from bitching oh i didn't have a number one pick i couldn't get todd Gurley, or i couldn't get levy on bill if you want to stop the crying and the moaning (laughs) you go to an, an auction league this way hey you want them pay for them Spend eighty dollars on them. You got them. Spend one hundred and sixty. You got both. You know, so it's uh, it's by far the fairest way. My only issue with auctions is that they take forever. And you know, for somebody like you know, I, I'm going to play in a whole bunch of leagues. I can't spend. I mean, baseball auctions take for six eight hours. I mean, you'll be there all night. You know, football is less because we don't drift as many plays. But still, it's a night. And uh, it's, it's hard to uh, give up one night. I may have other things i got to do, family obligations and work. That's the only issue with auctions. The only negative is it's time-consuming. But it's by far the fairest way to go about a team. No, you're right. Like I, in, in that league, too, we basically, like, we give the guy 100 bucks. We get, like, veal parm. He's got, like, a huge spread going on. So it's, like, it's a really nice dinner and stuff like that, too. But we used to start it after the announcements, and then we do, like, league changes. Hey, half PPR, so we have a vote and stuff like that, too. Then we dig into dinner, and the draft starts. Yeah, George, we used to, this thing would start at 3 or 4 o'clock. We were rolling out of there, out of the banquet hall at 4 in the morning. Like, you know what I mean? It, we, you got work the next day and stuff like that. You said it. Like, our, our draft took, basically, it's, it took 12 hours to do a football draft. 12 hours. That's psychotic. <laughs> That's just stupid. That's nuts. That is psychotic. Yeah, it's crazy. We got too many. I think there's too many players too uh, on the teams. Like we load it up. Like we got like four tight ends. And, and yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, may you may be drafting too much there. I mean, four tight. That's a little. How many <laughs> roster spots do you guys have? Thirty. Oh, it's it, it's ridiculous. Like at, at the end of the draft too. This is the best part of it. So everybody spends their money and. You win or lose, like, and so you basically at the end have dollar players. You have dollar, two dollar, three dollar players, right? Like, we're getting guys who are like fourth, fifth on the depth chart. Like, they might even not, like, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't even know when you're watching preseason, is that guy going to be the third string running back for the Jets? Is he even going to be in the league? Yeah, that's what it, it gets a little bit stupid that way. So yeah, I, if you're in a if you're in a league and you got four tight ends, that's a stooge. That's a stooge move. You probably only need two. Wouldn't you think two would be enough? You know, in most normal leagues where you only have five bench spots, I only want to go at one tight end. Uh, because, listen, I want to load up on my running backs, load up on my wide receivers. 
Because you draft that second tight end. In week four, when you have those bye weeks and you need a replacement, you don't want to take a zero out of position, guess who you're releasing anyway? That second tight end you haven't even used yet. So it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense for me to do, to do that. The only time I would draft a second tight end is if I'm drafting Tyler Eifert or Jordan Reed. Because I know they're getting hurt, and I know I'll need that second tight end. That's a different situation. But if I have Rob Gronkowski, unless he gets hurt, in which case I'm probably screwed anyway, um, he's, he's, he's a starter every week for me except for that bye week. And during that bye week, tight end is pretty deep. I can find a guy who'll be available there. There's no reason for me to draft that second tight end. I feel the same way about quarterbacks, Cam, but I don't know what you've seen. But lately, last couple of years, where you know, we always tell everybody, or most of us tell everybody, don't draft a second quarterback. It's a deep position. You can find one off the waiver wire. That's all great advice, but it seems like every league I'm playing in, and most of the leagues I play in are industry leagues, everyone's drafting a second quarterback, which means I sort of have no choice but to get one just to cover myself in case I have an injury. That's, that's a change I'm seeing. We're not, we're not practicing what we preach here. Yeah. Do you, do you handcuff quarterbacks? Like I, I do I do with the running back. Like Think about this situation. You got, you got Drew Brees. He's never hurt. Then the Saints are going to bring in Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, because they don't trust uh, Tom Savage. He's a, he's third on the depth chart. Hill's not even going to probably make the team. So would you do would you do something like that so to avoid the waiver wire vultures there? And then boom, you, you get you get a starter down, you get the backup. It's party time. Not enough. Once again, not enough. Only five reserves here. I don't really like handcuffs. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I'm not a big handcuff guy. Mainly, uh, I mean, quarterbacks is a little different. I, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't waste it there. But with running backs, my uh, the theory is this. Once again, there aren't enough running backs to go around as it is. There just aren't. You know, you're talking after the top 15, 18 are gone, we're all scrambling, and there are more guys with warts than anything else. But we need running backs, once again, who have a pulse who can play. Because they'll get, if they just get three, four, five, six points during your bye weeks when you need these guys, that's valuable. A true handcuff, James Conner, Pittsburgh for Le'Veon Bell. You want to go uh, Rod Smith, Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott. They're only valuable if you have an injury. If, and if I have an injury to Bell or Elliott, I may be done anyway. And those guys are so good there. Gurley, uh, his back was the same thing there. So unless that running back has value to me on a week-to-week basis, there are so many running backs that do because so many teams have some kind of committee. Or like we just said with Detroit, Riddick you can use because he'll catch the uh, catch passes on third down. Blunt might be the goal line back. So many teams break it down like that that I want those guys because they aren't handcuffs. They'll play. Each and every week, they'll get me some points. A true handcuff may get you absolutely nothing. But if, I'll, I'll say this, though. If you have a type of fantasy owner where you're going to bang your head against the wall and want to jump off the roof or jump off a bridge if Le'Veon Bell gets hurt and you don't have Connor, if it'll make you sleep better at night, go ahead, draft Connor. But don't draft him before, before kickers and defenses. Last second, third to last round. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's my move, too. Like, I freak out about that stuff. I came back, uh, you should see George, so I'm in Vegas, I'm sitting there at the horse book, and I'm waiting for my buddy uh, Sonny Vega and his, uh, and his lady to come by, you know, we're going to go down to the Westgate to buy a, a contest, and for that super contest, football uh, gambling, it's uh, 1500 bucks, uh, picking five games against the spread every week, that's the one that Morenci finished eighth in, so basically you go down there to, to the super contest, so I'm waiting for these guys, and uh, uh, what, what was it, Saratoga was up there. And I'm looking at the tote board, and I see this horse. He's uh, 50 to 1. Not black belt. His name's blue belt. Blue belt. I'm like, oh, the blue belt. Okay, whatever. So he's 50 to 1, and I'm just thinking. I go, this is a sign. Man, man, these guys are late. Then I write down on my form. I go, 3, 6, 9 box, but I only play him because he's 50 to 1 for $2 across the board. It comes in 3, 6, 9. 
George, I like I still can't shake it. I got back from Vegas the other day. I, I've been thinking about it for 24 hours. The try paid $1,800 U.S. The exact paid six hundred. Boom, 2,400 U.S. Right there. If I if I just play the numbers and you don't like see that 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 feeling that sucks. Like you know what I mean? It was nice winning 150 bucks, but I, I really could have used three dimes. That's a, that's a nice score. It's amazing how we. Uh, I guess once again, it's because of how it's we how are. We think. Yeah. Right. We don't think about the plus, the plus, the out. Oh, hey, one money. No, we think of what could have been. You know, I'm a poker player. I play a lot of poker. I like playing in yeah. tournaments. And you know, if I finish in the money, I'm always. Oh, you know what? But I still, I lost this hand. I would have finished even higher. You know, that, that's just the way it, it works here. It's, it's in the same in fantasy. Don't we always break it down? You know, oh man, if this would have worked out. I could have even finished better than that. I would have finished second instead of third. I would have won. You know, I said twice as much money. And when we play sports, it's the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm still a hockey player, and I always say I'd rather get crushed. I'd rather lose nine nothing in a game. You lose nine nothing, you sucked, you lost. You know, there's no ifs, if ends or buts. But when you lose four three, you start replaying everything in your mind. What could I have done differently? And it's the same for fantasy. What if I would have made this move? You know, last year in five, I lost a couple of high stakes leagues in the championship game, so I still won money, but I lost. But I got and I got crushed. I got Todd Gurley in both, and it was great because you know what? I got crushed. There was nothing I could I could have set my lineup after the games, and I still would have lost. So I felt great about it. You know, I take my second-place money. It was awesome. I'd much rather get crushed than have it become so close where I start going through every decision I made. Yeah, I'll tell you, George, like, I, I envy you for playing poker. I'll bet on anything. I'll bet on, like, two turtles, two rats running across the street, you know. Uh, I'll do anything. I'm kind, I'm kind of like Morenci, not as bad. Like, I don't, you know, wake up for, uh, you know, that skull bashing uh, shit from uh, Morocco at 6 o'clock in the morning. But uh, I'm telling you, like, I used to work in a golf club, so I, I clean clubs. A lot of rich guys there, right? So we worked in the back shop. You know, everyone's like, da-da-da-da-da, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, we got a poker game in the back after we clean the clubs. These guys are millionaires. So they're coming in the back. A lot of the, the younger members who go down there, we start we start playing poker. Literally, George, like, I got red hair and, like, a, you know, like a purple face, right? So I'm just, sit, I'm just sitting there. I got, like, a flush, you know? I start to sweat. I start turning, like, a di- different hues. Like, my face goes red, purple. <laughs> eyebrows are blonde. They're popping out. Uh, everyone's like, hey, Cam's got it again. And so I was thinking there, like, I lose a paycheck. I lose a paycheck. I'm like, I'm just donating? Like, if I play poker, I would literally have to wear a balaclava into the poker room. Like, not even a hat and shades. Like, I got so many tells, George. Like, it's just, you would basically just fleece me. Every Like, just give the money away. Give it to charity. That's why I play blackjack. It's one of those things. I go to Vegas, and blackjack is so opposite to my personality. It forces you to be, like, very, very robotic, methodical, do the same thing every time. Always double that. Always split that, right? That's why I like that game because it kind of it gets you out of your comfort zone because sometimes you go on gut feelings, but when you're playing that game, you have to have a system or the casino is going to kick you in the balls pretty quick. See, that's why Blackjack bores the crap out of me because you really you know what to do. You're, you're told what to do by you're playing, you know, the dealer shows a, you know, a two. All right. You know, you don't, uh, you don't hit because you don't want to go over. Let him bust. I, that's, that's boring to me. Poker, you got a thinking man's game. You got to know your odds. You know your percentages. Now, someone like you who's giving it away, that's, I'm not someone who's very good with tells. I'm not. Granted, like I said, if you're sweating profusely, that's, that's going to give things away. I'll pick that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm all about numbers, man. I'm all about, I know my percentages. I know my odds of winning. I know what my pot percentages are. I know if uh, I need to go in, even if, I, if I'm behind, because the, the, uh, the odds are telling me I have no choice. I'm pot committed. Uh, I love poker. I truly do. It's a fun game uh, to me. And uh, generally, you know, 
you can be, like I said, you can meet assholes anywhere. But generally, poker, you meet you meet some good people. It's fun. I uh, I enjoyed when I was in Vegas a couple of uh, months ago. Played in a, a couple of tournaments. It was a good time. Played with the RotoWire guys, and it was just it's a way to get to know people because you know some people are going to be very quiet. They're not going to say two words uh, during a poker game, and that's fine. And you get guys like you. Not to your extent, but uh, Phil Locke is a poker player. When when you were describing, you're, you're pretty. Yeah. You need to be Phil Locke. He wears a, uh, a hoodie. Where the only thing you can see when he's in a hand are his glasses. That's it. Everything's covered. You know, so uh, it's just fun. You meet different types of people. I enjoy the game immensely. Yeah, I just the thing about it is for me, I can't lie. Like, and that's the thing about poker. You got to be like, you got you got to have tricks, man. Like, you gotta you gotta be smooth. Like, I can't even like I can't lie to my girlfriend. Like, that's what I say. Like, everything everything I do is a tell. The sweat, the freaking out. Like, I got like a tick when I tell the like. She she knows. Like, every time I like say, hey, you know, I'm doing this, or if I go to the casino, I I don't, I don't even like try anymore, George, because I'm so like brutal at it, buddy. Like, I, I it's it's actually pathetic. I would love to play poker because it's one of those games, man. Like, you can make some serious bread. Like, I had my, my buddy what did some of these online tournaments. He won, what, he won, like, $60,000 a couple of years. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like the fantasy guy. Well, they won millions, right? Like, we got Dinkmeyer and all these other guys on our network. Like, you, these, like, you could be a shark there, man. Like, and, and that's the thing I like about it because the returns are absolutely monster if you go in some good games. Man, you can get rich in one night. Absolutely. If you're, if you're that good. You, you have to have a lot of balls to play poker. You do be because you can be out in one hand. Yeah, big kahunas. You know, right, you, it's a lot of a uh, lot of guts, a lot of balls, and uh, you have to be willing to bluff and be able to pull it off. Because if you can't bluff, you, you're not going to do all that well. You can't always. I, I always say you play the odds. That's great, but you know what? The odds aren't always going to be in your favor. And if you're playing at a bigger tournament, odds are you need to win a few all ins. But guess what? You're not the favorite to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You play. Uh, you play college. Uh, George, or, do you, or are you strictly uh, NFL? You know, I decided a long time. I, I was I was college back in the eighties. Eric Dickerson, SMU, was my favorite team, probably because they oh, played. Oh, nice! You like you like the Mustangs. <laughs> I, awesome. They played in Texas Stadium on Cowboy fans, so I think that's what did it for me. But I followed team Craig James uh, back in the day, uh, and I followed the Miami Hurricanes back in the nineties. Jimmy Johnson when the Cowboys were drafting all their players. But then once I got married, I realized, well, Sunday is all about pro. If I devote Saturday to college. I'm going to be divorced. So uh, that was my uh, logic there for letting college go. It's a good point. No, you, 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 that's the thing. You meet a lot of fantasy guys, even though, like, they got a really cool wife or they're single. Like, you're, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. Like, to do the job, that's the thing. Like, I was talking to Gabe, right? He's doing a college football show on Saturday. He's doing it Sunday. We got Thursday night football, Monday night football. Like, you could put your chick in orbit. Like, that, that's kind of the thing. You know what I mean? I got, a, I got an opposite relationship to everybody else. I basically see my girlfriend more during the week, and then I get kind of like the weekends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, on fr- Friday, I do the show, and then, you know, we hook back up on, on Monday. I don't know. It, it seems to be working for us. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, like, because I, I drive her nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the last thing she wants to do on a Friday night is watch a, a Canadian football league game with the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Argos. She probably wants to punch me in the face. The greatest thing for my what, what, what I do, my job. No, honey, I can't go to your sister's party on Sunday. I have to work. Can't go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the best excuse too with the sport. It really is your job. You're like, oh, you got to watch sports. No, it really is a job. Like you, you, you got to do it. 
I'm Cam Stewart along with my man George Kurtz from Long Island. We're going to talk about some uh, team totals. He's a Cowboys fan on the other side. We'll see what George likes, some over-unders. We'll go over that and some fantasy sleepers, busts, and studs all coming up on Game Time Decisions. And Marenzi will check in a little bit later with some picks. We'll be back right after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions. I'm Cam Stewart, usually uh, the co-host with Morency. I'm here with Long Island Rage George Kurtz, Gabe in transit. He's heading on a flight to New York City to be there with the guys at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What a move. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, you, th- you think Toronto uh, rents are expensive. He's only paying two dimes. What about New York City uh, there, George? He was showing me some places like 3600 bucks, and uh, I'm just like, wow, man, real estate there. Uh, you, you think it, is, it is a rich man's game. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, Long Island's not much cheaper, especially in Nassau County, but uh, the city, I, I can only imagine. I've never lived in the city, lived in Long Island most of my life, so uh, I do not envy him. I do have several relatives who live in the city, so I know what he's going through. can only wish him the best of luck. <laughs> I think he's going to, I think when he was talking to Nando, I think he was going to, like, Weehawken or Hoboken, like, one of those places instead. Like, hey, Hoboken's pretty cool. It's, it seems like a nice nice little spot. You just take the, the ferry over or the, or the train. Uh, seems like a good value to shave about, you know, what you can shave, six, seven hundred bucks off the rent, hopefully. If you live just outside the city, live in Jersey, I think that's a, a way a lot of people go about it. So it wouldn't be the uh, – everybody wants to live in the city, and I get it. You know, everything's happening. You're there. You'll be working there. You want to spend all your time there. It's fun. City never sleeps. All this other gar- garbage. But you're going to pay through the nose to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm with Morenci. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather take the train. I'm telling you, George, I took the, I took the New York uh, – the, the, the transit, the subway, and I was down there, and I saw a, a rat. With like going up the stairs, like we're like bench pressing a piece of pizza. Like it, it, the thing was, it was a big piece too. It wasn't just like crust. Like he was manhandling that thing. I'm like, oh god, it's absolutely crazy down there. Like you must see some pretty crazy shit down there. Like I bet you, I, I bet you got some great stories. Listen, I'm surprised the rat didn't have a coffee on the other hand with with the pizza. <laughs> well, rats yeah, are no exactly. joke in the subway system, man. They are not no fun whatsoever. No, they're the size of raccoons. Like they're not even like they're not even like little guys. Like they are like they're like house cats. They're 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 huge. Like I, I was looking at the size of this thing and like oh my god. Like it eat it, it like if it took a like a nugget out of your leg, you'd be dead. Like it, it had huge choppers. It was manhandling the pizza. Like I, I couldn't believe it, man. I'm like this thing is like yeah. It was like it was it was bigger. Yeah, it was about the size of like a, ra- a raccoon or like a, like a porcupine. Like the thing was a monster. Anyway, uh, George, let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys. I did a couple wins uh, futures, and I'm pretty. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't know what it is. I, we talked to Gamblu on our show yesterday, and I think the New York Giants are probably going to go over the win total. I, I made that bet. Washington, I think, is going to be a little bit better with Alex Smith, and I don't know. Like Philadelphia. 
you know, one injury away from Wentz and their win total at 10 and a half to me seems a little bit high, but uh, I'm not too sold on the Cowboys. I think they got a lot of question marks and uh, uh, what's, what's your take on this team? I think they're probably going to win seven. I know most people are sticking like eight or nine, but uh, I'm not too high on your Cowboys. I'm a Seahawks fan and uh, I'm not too high on them either, but uh, what, what do you think about Dallas? I know they got uh, issues at the receiver position for sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think this is the first season I can remember in quite a long time where their defense should be better than the offense. Uh, and that's shocking to me. Uh, the schedule is not brutal, so I guess there's a, a good news there. But the NFC East is going to kill each other. Uh, you know, how many games can you out, can Cowboys think they're going to win there? Go three and three, and then you're playing the NFC South. That's Carolina. You're playing, you know, you're, you're playing Atlanta. You're playing New Orleans. Uh, even Tampa can be a threat once Winston's back later on this season. I don't. I, Dallas has some issues. I don't know who's going to catch the ball there. If I was drafting for fantasy, I'd probably want in PPR league. I'd probably want Cole Beasley. I think he has the best season there because he'll catch the most balls. Dallas is going to try and run the ball down people's throats. The problem is, yeah. you know, Frederick's already out. We don't know when he's returning, if he returns. And Zach Martin, who will play uh, week one, but, you know, he's got the the, uh, the knee injury as well, bruised knee. They're one offensive line injury from 4-12. and 12. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking too. That's that's why I took the under, and it looks low. Like when you see an eight flat, you're like, "Hey, Dallas is better than that." But I don't think they are. I think they win. Like I really believe they win. Uh, you know, six or seven. So I'm taking that win total. We opened up the phone lines. Uh, everybody, you want to talk to George Kurtz, fantasy guru? He did some hockey today. He's getting ready for those drafts, and we got a caller on the line now. We got Matt from the lovely province of British Columbia. Matty, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing pretty good. You got a fantasy question, gambling question, thoughts, anything, a relationship advice or a question. I, I, we're, we're here to help. Oh, okay. Um, just fantasy today. I, uh, I'm in a small league with my family, and I've, I'm like, I've lost five years in a row, and I'm getting choked. It's a TD-dependent league, and I just want to know who you guys are predicting to have the most TDs, like top five guys for TDs in the league this year. Well, I could tell. I don't know where George is going, but I, I I got a feeling Christian McCaffrey has tons of touchdowns this year. Like, I, I, I what do you think, George? Like, you think he could have like? Uh, I'm thinking like 18. Like, I, I think I, I think he's going to have a huge year for Carolina. We don't have to deal with Jonathan Stewart, Fozzie Whitaker, all these guys that they 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 had before Williams. Like, he is the main man Cam there. And, uh, I think. He, yeah, Cam Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. It's actually Gabe brought up a really good point yesterday on the show. Cam Newton. It's one of those things you look at him and go, huh? You know, because he when he's sulking and it's bad, man. He's got accuracy problems, but he's also one of the best ATS quarterbacks in the league. There, George. Like the guy actually gets it done against the spread. Carolina, I think, is a very interesting team this year. Not a lot of people are talking about him, but I don't know. My my big guy in drafts. I really wanted to get Christian McCaffrey, George. Who do you think are some uh, touchdown machines this year? Who do you got on your list? Listen, I like run CMC, but you're smoking the good stuff. You think he's going to have 18 touchdowns? Oh my God! Come on, I'm smoking no, the good. I'm smoking the good you're, stuff. You're definitely smoking the good. <laughs> I think stuff. he's going to have a monster. That, he's got a monster year. That offensive line's pretty decimated. I mean, they're they're going to have yeah. some problems there. C.J. Anderson's a better Jonathan Stewart, so I'd be worried there. And as Matt pointed out, Cam Newton steals so many touchdowns as well. Uh, he listen, does. He does. Touchdown leagues are are always a pain in the ass because it's like wins for a pitcher in baseball. There's some luck involved there. You have to be in the right place at the right time. That being said, it's your, uh, your usual suspects. Todd Gurley, I expect to be up there. Yeah. Bell, David Johnson. I don't know if Dallas scores a touchdown other than Ezekiel Elliott this year. Uh, Kareem Hunt, That's I think, will really have a good, good season. Four, uh, Fournette is someone I think uh, uh, will have a, a very strong season as well. 
Freeman, uh, Jordan Howard, if he stays healthy. It's your running backs. Those, those are definitely usually the guys who are going to have the most touchdowns, your running backs, and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So, Matt, does your does your mom beat you down in the league, too? Like, or uh, your dad? No, like, she's the, fam- the mediator. Like, your parents are beating? <laughs> oh, she's the mediator. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, me, I, my I'd brother, be... uncle, dad. It's cousin. Losing to your brother's got to be terrible. I hate losing to my brother. That's I've pretty only cool, though. Like one time, my uncle's three-peated, and he just won't let it go, and it's just getting <laughs> getting on my nerves. Well, no, so honestly, I like this. when I talked to my mom, when I talked to her about fantasy guys, like she thinks I'm like going to like a peep show, like you know what I mean? Like my like she's got like I, that's the thing. Like I I don't I don't know my parents in a league. Like I'll I'll sit down and have a cold one with my dad, and we'll watch sports and stuff like that. But it's actually. I don't know, George. That's pretty cool to get the the, the family league going, and that we we do it with friends. You might as well uh, take money from your family, right? Yeah, Damn it's right. good. It's good stuff. It's funny hey, though. Okay, when, you, when you mentioned fantasy, though, when you explain when I explain what I do to somebody who has no idea, and I say fantasy sports, I'm like, oh my god, they're thinking peep shows. They're thinking I'm watching porn and I'm rating porn or something <laughs> like that. And you got to explain to them what you do, which I don't think clears anything up at all. Better than but, uh, porn. family leagues are the best, Matt. I I love true family leagues because, like I said, I love my brother to death. I want to kick his ass. And if my mom was playing in the league, I want to kick ass. her ass too. Cousins, dads, <laughs> uncles, aunts. I don't care. I want, I want to destroy them all. <laughs> Thanks, exactly. guys. Thanks for the call, Matt. Don't be a stranger, okay? Okay. Sounds good. See ya. Yeah. To take care. Yeah. No, I, I like that, George. It'd be, it'd be cool. Like, my brother, like, we just bet on stuff, like, right? He, he lives in Calgary, so if we go to a hockey game, I'll just bet him. Like, he doesn't play fantasy sports or anything like that, but that's cool, man. Like, so, what, are you, what, you got family leagues there, uh, George, or what? Or, or with, like, with cousins and stuff like that, or just dudes that you know? Uh, I, I, my uh, home league, I'm the commissioner, has been going on 30 years. My brother's in that. My nephew's in that. But that's all my buddies, my uh, friends who I've known really forever. And then I'm in another family league with his, most of his family that I got invited to. I think one of, the, uh, one of his cousins uh, didn't pay or something, so they invited me in it. So, uh, but I want to beat everybody. You know, I love my brother to death. I want to kick his ass. He's ahead of me in baseball right now, and it's, it's pissing me off because all I get is texts from him. Oh, you got another injury. Shame you're not going to catch me. You know, F you. You know, I, 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 there, there, are no, there are no favorites in fantasy, okay? I want to win. It's a money league. I want to win. And, uh, you know, plus, and let's face it. Doing what we do, Cam, if you don't win. Oh, and you're an expert, and you didn't win. Oh, crap. Yeah. i got to hear this crap again, too. I, you know, I, I won my, my – like my buddy's league guy, his name's Vince Vaughn, kind of like the actor, but it's Vaughn, right? So we have the we have the Vince Von Bardi trophy instead of uh, Lombardi. Pretty pretty catchy. It's cool. And yeah, I won I win my league with these guys, but these guys are stoners. Like they just they basically you know they're working jobs. Like like a couple of them are hardcore sports fans, but most of them you know what I mean. They're working at the bakery. They're going home to the wife and stuff like that. So they just do this stuff for shits and giggles, right? It's not their job. So it's nice to be in a league like that where you get where you have guys that don't take it seriously. And conversely, in my auction league. I've seen guys like fist fight each other at the draft. Like I saw a guy, like a guy threw a glass at another guy's head. Like it was absolutely insane. Like we almost had to call the cops. Like I, I know it's open bar, but uh, like there is, it gets really personal with some guys. And I'll tell you something. It's cool that you're the commissioner, but I got a lot of issues with one of my league. Like the, 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 the group a long time ago, voted to give the commissioner a free entry it's twenty five hundred dollars like george i don't care how much paperwork or i'll be commissioner emails that you have to do you, you get do, how, how much do you do they pay you do you get a free entry or what's the what's the deal as commission do you what how does it yeah. work with you i don't have to pay this uh the site fee so i think i say 15 bucks oh yeah yeah you're not making 2600 bucks though that's the thing right like it's it's absolutely insane 
The guy gets I can the, understand the guy a, a couple hundred dollars. I can understand it. Uh, twenty? No, not twenty five hundred. He's got to. He's got to pay that fee as well. Oh, I'd want to be. Everybody should be, want to be commissioner. Then it should rotate pretty much every year. Of who commissioner is yeah. that? That's psychotic. That's too much money. Like I said, a hundred dollars. Usually, whoever wins will tip me as well. You know, they'll give me fifty, hundred bucks, whatever it is, and that's fine. You know, I really. It's not. Listen, the hardest thing about being commissioner, really, the only thing that's difficult about being a commissioner, assuming you have the rules straight, is just setting a draft yeah. day, getting everybody to agree. After that, everything else, the rules should take care of itself. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, we had I had three drafts there, George, all on the same day. That Sunday, like last Sunday, all on Oof. the same day. Like there's no, yeah, that's the thing. And I'm in Vegas, right? So I told you two, two, I two I did on the phone, and then I had a representative at the other one for in the big cash league. It sucks, man. Like next year, I I got I got to find find a way to be there. But that's the thing about this commissioner too. Like the guy also he founded the league, right? So we've had some issues with teams and stuff like that, but. The guy's got a gambling problem too, like you know what I mean, like, and that's the thing. And think about when we pay our dues at the banquet. Like, I'm surprised that there's not a guy waiting outside the banquet hall with with a mask on and a gun. Think about it: twenty six hundred dollars times what twenty four teams. So you you do the math. That's a lot of money. Like this guy's walking out with a bag of money. It's just like you, you, you don't want to go on social media and say, "Hey, we're that's sixty be grand." To, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The guy. Where's this draft next year? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna take you, George, because they don't—they don't know you. They know me. You can put on the balaclava and like go whack, go whack them, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll pull a Tanya Harding and split the money. How does that sound? <laughs> Tanya Harding, we're showing our age here. I don't even know if this is yeah, any exactly. any idea who Tanya Harding is. Uh, listen, I was in a um, I was in a league about five six years ago. This is uh, I wouldn't call it an industry league, but there are several names in it that everybody would know, and I'm not gonna name those names because one invited me into the league. I finished second that year. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was the most annoying league ever because you literally needed a law degree to understand the rules. And, if, and when that happens, that's not fun. The rules shouldn't be that complicated. But anyway, I finished second. It ended up being the uh, commissioner, the whoever what ran the league, ran away with the money. You know, he, he split. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I, I, I live with this guy, George. I, I, I knows the story. Okay, so one day I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, we're eating like Toonie Tuesday, a barrel, and uh, you know, I had an online account. Right. So I'm like, OK, you know, put put the money in, whatever. And we hit a 16 game parlay on, on this thing. Right. Like, so he sorry, he had he had the account. Right. So I'm like, OK, why don't I just, uh, you know, throw you throw you some cash and we'll play it. The thing hit like I, it was the stupidest thing ever. Like every it was like every game. Ding, 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 ding. So I'm sitting there going, holy shit. So we won fourteen thousand dollars. I go to work the next day. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> I haven't seen the guy. Wow. Like, uh 12 years yeah so i guess he cashed out fled town like he owed a lot of people money then i had to go uh, yeah i'm not even sure if i told marenzi the story so i had to meet this guy's bookie too because he, he stiffed him for five thousand dollars i walk in i go to the cutlery cutlery drawer the guy was a, the guy was a black belt in karate he had nunchucks knives and whatever and i open it up and there's like a drawer just with 50s and hundreds and like just stacked right so i also had to i also had to cover this guy's debt or else he was going to get get some goons to kill like you know what i mean this guy that's the thing about this stuff you got to be pretty careful and make make sure you know who your friends are in these fantasy leagues you don't need a commissioner with a gambling problem and uh you, you better have the money to get in it or there's gonna be some big problems yeah i'm surprised this guy i thought i was gonna get clipped george it was pretty scary stuff it certainly sounds it uh cam i gotta tell you, you you've lived a more interesting <laughs> life than i have uh, I don't think uh, that's what people tell me. Uh, I've I've lived an interesting life. The, the the craziest thing, yeah, like I I used to live in the Arctic, so basically uh, I, that alone wins, by cool. the way. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I got out of school. And back in the day, you know, when you go to broadcasting school, you send out tapes. Like, we, hey, kids, we send out cassettes, like, in the mail. So, hey, here's my cassette. You know, five-minute newscast, sports, weather, boom, whatever. You send it out. Two people, uh, two stations uh, called me back. One in Manitoba and the other one in a place called Yellowknife Northwest Territories. Right, George? So Yellowknife. So <laughs> anyway, I get the job there. So I talked to my mom. She goes, if you're going to do something stupid, do it real stupid. Go go, go up to the Arctic. You know, like Manitoba's going to suck. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Whatever. I went up there, George. I stayed five years. It was absolutely insane. Like, I almost, like, became a lifer there. I was the sports guy at the local newspaper. Know what the problem is, though? I'm doing stories on guys like you in beer league. Like, I remember one story. I'm like, Cam Stewart scored two goals. Like, I'm writing a story about myself in the hockey game. Like, there's no professional. Like, basically, there's dog mushing. Wreck, you know, cur- actually curling. Curling's big up there because there's, what are you? What else are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? Smoke dubs and throw rocks, right? There's, there's, no, there's nothing else to do. There's no. You don't go to the Yankee game. You don't go to Rutgers. You don't go. You don't go to college football. You get wasted and you throw rocks. So yeah, living up there was pretty cool. Uh, I almost died a couple times dog mushing too. Like uh, I fell off the sled and the dogs kept on running. It was just an abyss of white. Like I was literally in in snow for hours. I thought I was gonna die out there, and a, a snowmobiler found me. Yeah, I, I got. Some, I won't even yeah, go skiing. Stuff happened up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you most more stories about that place. It was absolutely, it was absolutely nuts. I'm doing the weather. I'm like, it's minus, it's minus 37 in Hay River, a balmy minus 45 in Yellowknife. Like George, if you take a leak on the on the side of the street, you're you're uh, it freezes before it hits the ground. You know, I like to. I would like to experience that just to see it. Maybe that makes me uh, sad, weird, but I would like to see that. I've heard that before. That's got. That's got to be a sight to see. Yeah, I know. Know what the craziest thing up there too is? A lot of Japanese uh, tourists go up there, right? And they wear these like two thousand dollar coats. It's good. There's northern lights, so you see all the lights in the sky. In their culture, it was good luck to fornicate there. So you'd see a bunch of Asians come up there, and they're just banging, trying to have kids because if you have kids in that climate under the basically screw under the northern lights it's a uh, good luck in their culture pretty cool you know my wife's filipinos never told me that you know i love when all the relatives go who are, are, haven't lived here you know they're from the philippines they go oh i wish i could oh. see snow and spend time in the snow f you when you gotta shovel it and deal with it then you won't like it anymore <laughs> i gotta talk to you on the other side about I, I live with a lot of filipinos good garage parties at my uh, townhouse complex Go to rotoexperts.com, use the promo code WINNER to get 10% off the exclusive event package and set aside a spot on the mantle for that 2018 championship trophy. We've got the best of the business here. Game Time Decisions with Stuart and Kurtz returns after the break. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. Welcome back to the show. Game Time Decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, alongside Long Island Rage, George Kurtz, Jack of All Trades, Fantasy Guru. You got questions, George has answers. We'll go over the betting board and DFS plays at the 6 o'clock DFS hour. I got a lineup uh, in baseball. We got one for golf at the PGA. 
George probably has a, a lot of tricks up his sleeve. And what can you say? Another win for the Milwaukee Brewers in extra innings. That game versus the Reds was madness last night. And uh, they got it done again in extra innings. Another big win uh, for, for the Brew crew, getting it done in extra innings. Their bullpen, George, was really uh, struggling uh, after being amazing. Uh, and I'll tell you, man, those have been pretty entertaining games. I know you don't really have entertaining in the Cincinnati Reds in the same type of sentence. But I'll tell you, those Milwaukee-Cincinnati games, I've been watching them the last couple nights and really, uh, really enjoying it. Good win by the Brew crew. Absolutely. They're, they're in contention. Cincinnati is not. you got to take care of business there. That game last night was fantastic. I mean, I come oh, home from awesome. refing. I don't expect the game to still be on. It's on. I'm able to watch. And uh, that, was, that was fun to watch. Extra inning, little baseball there. Joey Votto got activated today for Cincinnati. Some people think he should be shut down. The Reds apparently do, aren't actually. one of those people. Why? I, I do. I uh, No, I just watched the game today. It was just, just the nuances, George. I, lo- I love Joey Votto. I'm just saying you could tell he's not right. Uh, I forget what pitcher was. He hung up a meatball, and like he he like any other time, that thing would have been absolutely crushed. He just he's his timing's off. He does, he he still looks like he's favoring. Like he look he still looks injured to me. But yeah, I, I can see both perspectives. Like if you're a Cincinnati fan, what do you come to the ballpark for? Joey Votto's obviously the best player on the team. What to watch Billy Hamilton steal bases? I gotta watch Homer Bailey pitch. There's shit, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a big jo- I'm just a big Joey Votto guy. I just hope it doesn't get worse because to me, I think he came back early. He still looks hurt. See, that's my thing. If he's healthy, I have no problem with him playing. It's a knee bruise, not a tear. If this was a tear, I'd, be, I'd yeah. feel completely different. I'd have shut him down even if he was healthy. But if it's just a bruise, bruises heal, assuming he's healthy. Now we have to assume he's healthy. The Reds didn't, he didn't come back immediately. Uh, his first day back would have been Sunday. And so they kept him out an extra three days here. So you hope they're doing the smart thing. As you said, the Reds are done. Right? There's, there's nothing for them to play for. I understand you want to sell some tickets, but you would think they'd, yeah. you would think they'd have his, uh, his best interest at heart. And you would think Joey Votto, if he wasn't healthy, would have said something as well. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, he, know, he, he knows his body. It's just, I'm just saying maybe it's just going to take a while for him to get acclimated again. And uh, he just didn't look right today. Missed, missed some, like, obvious meatballs that he, he would have crushed. He, he was just a, a little bit late on. What's up with the Yankees, George? I, I know Gabe mocks me at the start of the year. Uh, one of my big, ooh, Cam, uh, yeah, trying to be smart and contrary. Yeah, I like the White Sox wins over total. And all of a sudden, these these guys are actually in the second half, like starting to play some baseball. What the hell is going on with the Yankees, buddy? Like, that, that's tough. Like, that, that, you, you got to take care of your business. There's no excuse for losing two out of three to the White Sox at home. There isn't. But keep in mind, Yankees are missing, what, three nights of their, a third of their lineup. Yeah. You know, Judge is out. Gregorius is out. Sanchez is out. They should get Gregorius and Sanchez back no later than Monday. That's the expectation. We don't know when Judge is coming back. He's still not swinging a bat. And now we hear from Judge that, well, maybe I'll come back before I'm all completely healthy, but when there's still some pain there. I don't know about you, Cam. I always, as far as fantasy is concerned, I always worry most when it comes to a hitter when they have finger, hand, or wrist injuries. Because even when they come back, that strength generally isn't there. They're coming back because they can play, not because they're at 100%. And I don't know if Judge will be 100% until next year. That being said, I'll take him over Shane Robinson, you know, a, a thousand days a week. <laughs> Shane Robinson is terrible. Shane Robinson is me in a, ba- in a baseball uniform. <laughs> he hustles, though. He's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I can hustle. I'm he fast. Gets, he, I'll he run. <laughs> He gets down the line, George. Yeah, no, I just watching him at bat, there's nothing more frustrating. Like, you got money in a baseball game, and the guy walks into the box, and I go, that's an out. Like, there's no way this guy, unless he gets plunked, is getting, there's no way he's getting on base. And that's what, that's what you feel like. You're just like, oh, okay. Like, there's no 
beautiful rally. You know what I mean? He's up there, rally killer, can't do anything. Maybe a slap single, but he doesn't instill fear in any type of pitcher. And you're looking at this Yankee lineup like, what the Greg Bird? What what what, what the hell's going on? Like I, I expected, like I didn't know Greg Bird would hit for like I, his average. Was he was he batting like a buck ninety six or something like that, George? Like that's brutal. Like I understand. Like you know what I mean? He maybe he's like a two forty type of guy, but man, I'm I'm looking at some of the, the the Yankees on this lineup going really like you know what I mean? Like they're not really instilling fear in the league the way they used to. Like you look at Cleveland, you look Houston, hell, Oakland's playing great ball. And look at their pitching staff. Like it, it's it's unbelievable. But I don't know. Greg Bird, big disappointment. Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh yeah, I think he's one of the biggest disappointments in the in the game. Not really doing much. Uh not hitting for power. Not we expecting him to hit for average is silly. I think we know that was never going to happen. Although yeah. I think uh, you know, you might have been expecting more than one ninety eight. Which is what he's batting right now, but we probably expect yeah. okay, two forty with thirty home runs. You know, that's a most people expected him, and that that's fine. Sort of a mock to share a year, uh, and uh, to share his later years. And now he's getting platoon pretty much with uh, Voight. They could say all they want; it's a platoon. Maybe Bird is another thing is he's not a good first baseman. He probably does need the DH. Uh, the best thing I can tell you, listen, the Yankees right now they have their issues. They're, this pitching staff is not built to win three two games. You saw Sabathia last night, goes a what's considered a quality start, six innings, three runs. That has to be enough for the Yankees to win because they're built on that offense to win, score five, six, seven runs a game. Right now they can't do it. The good news for the Yankees, as I said, the reinforcements should be there no later than Monday. And that also could include Clint Frazier, who's uh, rehabbing games as well. So if you were, as for me, who wants to get, I can't get rid of Shane Robinson fast enough, Frazier would take that <laughs> roster spot when he's back. I like Frazier, I, and he when he when when he's there, he he did he does some good things. You're right. Like Robinson instills no fear. At least uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, like Robinson should. He's not a he's not even a big league player in my opinion. Like you know what I mean. He hustles. He he go get him. It's it's like watching Rudy play baseball out there. It's just not happening. Well, the Yankees got caught, and uh, and what I mean by that, and I'm not really criticizing Cashman here. He made a lot of trades at the deadline. As far as getting rid of, you know, minor league players, Billy McKinney, Tyler Austin. But these guys could play the outfield. He traded a lot of his excess outfielders, and then the injuries hit. Frazier got hurt. Judge got hit. And they don't have any more. You know, he made those trades because during the offseason, the Yankees have to add people to their 40-man roster that they don't want to lose during the Rule 5 draft. That's why he made those deals. And he got international uh, signing bonus money. So the deals made sense then, but he got caught and the fact that the Yankees had injuries at the one position, they don't have a lot of depth at in the minor leagues. Yeah, I'll tell you something, George. Like, this week, I'm just watching baseball, and I'm just so pissed off. Like, I was in a a $20,000 suicide survivor pool in baseball. There was uh, nine teams left. So we we use the Philadelphia Phillies. So they they lose to the Mets that game. I think they, what was that, 25-4 to or something like that? I'm watching this going, are you kidding me? Then on Sunday night, all we, we need a win. It comes right down to that. It's Vargas, and they're, they're playing baseball in Williamsport, home of the Little League World Series. And I'm watching them roll out. Hey, the players are in the stands and stuff. What a badass way to go out. And they get pummeled that night. And now this week, all the remaining guys are out because they all took Toronto against Baltimore, and Baltimore's kicking their ass. I just It's like the horse racing thing, George. I can't shake it. 20 k I could really use $20,000, man. That's a nice chunk of change, especially for football season. Losing to Vargas on that Sunday would have driven me insane. Because that, oh, that's, again, you, if you're filled yeah. up, you can't, you can't lose to Jason Vargas. He's a, exactly. he's a softball pitcher. And, you know, I, what, they get caught up in the Little League uh, field? I mean, I watched the game. It was, it was strange. That's a, 
the Mets can't score runs, regardless of the 25 they scored a couple days before that. But Jason Vargas, Philadelphia, I'm betting on that every time. Are you down with them playing like a Major League Baseball game at that park? I know it's nice and all for the kids to come out. Hey, you got Japan, you got Hawaii there. All the I don't know, though, man. It's like it's just one of those things just watching it. It just it kind of felt weird. I don't know what your take is on it, but maybe I'm just bitter because I got knocked out of my uh, survivor pool on that game. But it really pissed me off, George. I don't mind it, Cam. I don't because it's, it's one of 162. But when football plays yeah. these games, you know, and the, if the Cowboys lose a home game because they got to go play in England or Mexico City, that's too valuable yes. to me. That football bothers me much more, much more than baseball. That being said, I'm not thrilled about the Yankees and Red Sox playing in London next year either, even though they're, two, they're technically two Red Sox home games, not the Yankees. Yeah, back in the day, remember, well, it was when Ichiro was playing with Seattle. Remember? Didn't they go to Japan for, for like, an opening two-game set or, or something like that a few years ago, too? Like, I don't know, Major League Baseball, I guess they're, uh, like, the NBA seems to be, like, the global league, and they're, they're eventually probably going to expand. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really down with the program because, you know, in baseball, even though you play a lot of games, if it, if you literally lose by, like, a half game, one game, like, you're, you'd be steaming. You'd be fuming. I, I tell you, I'd be pissed. It's hard not to be. It truly is hard not to be when you're giving up, uh, you know, you're changing your routine. What do we always hear from sports players? You know, oh, we're routine-oriented. You know, we like the 1 o'clock games. We like the 7 o'clock games. We know when to eat. You know, how many, in football, we hear it all the time. You know, when these West Coast teams got to come out here because the time zone, their, their routine gets all screwed up. And now some teams play better at 1 than they do at 4. So uh, I don't, I said, I don't love it. I don't mind it. I mean, we played in Puerto Rico earlier this year as well, right? Cleveland and I think Minnesota. Uh, Twins and Indians played in Puerto Rico. And I get that because of what happened there. And I'm all for that, you know, with the the hurricane there. I'm all for that. But, you know, to do it for really no other reason, uh, I wish they wouldn't. But in baseball, I can accept it. That's the bottom line. We play so many games, I can accept it. Football, I I really, really, it's all about money. We know why they do it. It's all about money, marketing, and all this other crap. Like, they don't, the NFL doesn't print money as it is. And I, if I'm an owner, man, What's more important, making the money or more money, I should say, because you're already making money, or, you know, maybe a playoffs. How many football teams aren't going to make the playoffs because they're playing in England? And we don't even know what this happens. Uh, what happens because you played there? Does that screw you up now for the next week or two? I mean, it's for just, sure. uh, I, I don't sure. like it. No, I'm with you. And uh, I, I traveled around uh, when I, was, I worked at this television company, and we did this thing called uh, Journey of the Cup. So I, I'd follow around, go to different cities during the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was like the best best gig ever it was crazy work but it was, it was so fun i'll tell you george interviewing every single guy like everybody's like a creature of habit like to to a point of like having sex at the same time same meal same suit if it goes well i'm doing that again like you know what i mean like these guys the they're, they're kind of like cars like with, with good oil you know what i mean you got to get them the, you got to get them the synthetic you don't want to do a cheap bullshit or you know with, with with sludge like these guys are finely tuned machines on a pattern almost kind of like robots and sending them over to london that's just stupid like it, it's absolutely stupid i get it everybody in london hey i'm wearing a jaguars jersey i like con oh i like the cardinals i'm the Rams. that's the thing you go to the stadium like who the hell's playing it could be minnesota you know versus green bay and these guys are wearing cleveland brown jerseys they got a, a jersey for every team but i kind of think the experiments uh it's stupid and it, yeah it, it would really get a team out of their rhythm. I got to believe, like, I know they're, they're trying, the NFL's trying to go over there, global, 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 but I have to believe, I think the NBA would be the first pro league to get out of uh, North America and, and have, like, a European division or something. What, what do you think about that? 
Well, I mean, it's a assuming I, someone's going to do it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, but how many teams are going to have in a European division? Are they going to travel here? And does that mean they play here for a month? You know, you're talking about it's a baseball team, yeah. hockey, or uh, or basketball teams, uh, uh, sports that play so many games. You know, because how do how do you work that? You know, that that'd be difficult. And plus, what does that mean for expansion? I mean, you're talking how many teams are you adding there? Four, six, eight, yeah. two. You know, can you really have a division with only two? So I think you would need to add at least four. You know, and then you have to change all the yeah. division. I mean, it causes a lot of problems. You know, I we know with Goodell that he wants a team, and he would if he could do it now, he'd put a team in England. And how does that work when you're playing, you know, the England, well, the London Lightning play the Oakland Raiders? <laughs> That's a fun trip, huh? And you can't get these, te- you, you can't always get these teams playing in London the next week off. Can't do it every week, you know. So good luck with that, man. I just, uh, I hope it never comes to that, but I think it will. Yeah, remember, remember the World Football League, Lon- London Monarchs, Ryan Fire, Frankfurt Galaxy, Scottish Claymores, like. What a what what a what like that was that was absolutely sick. Montreal machine like that was nuts like the, remember and that used to be the way the Canadian Football League is now like you're really really good you know some uh, some teams will pick you up right like uh, Zilstra the wide receiver for Edmonton you know he's tr- trying out for the Minnesota Vikings right so it's one of those situations but man that was crazy hey George that league like it used to be it used to do pretty good like I remember when I was younger I was watching it going man like I'm into that and like your team would draft the guy in the sixth round and then they'd send him over to the world league to play and then he'd come back it, it was pretty cool like they, they had a whole separate league over there but uh I'm, I, I, I think that ship has sailed it's not gonna happen again but I thought it was pretty cool the, the quality of football was good too you know it was even better came it was sort of like the minor leagues it was a way for players yeah. to grow, coaches to grow too, for that matter. You go over there, you learn, you exactly. learn the game, Good call. you learn how to coach. Good call. Right? That, that's what was great about it. That's what football needs. You, you, the CFL is not the minor leagues. I mean, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good, strong league in its, well, it's its own right. It is. No, it it's is a good, good league. It's yeah. a good, strong league. And so that's not where yeah. the, the minor leagues are going. And, you know, uh, what, college? Well, they're already coming out of there. They need, they need, the NFL needs a minor league system of some sort. I understand you're not going to have a system like the NHL does or Major League Baseball, but you need some place for players to learn. All these players that get cut, let them play somewhere. And then wouldn't the quality of football get better later on this season when we have all these injuries? Or you know, well, this guy just got signed off the street. He hasn't played in two months. He worked out but hasn't played. Well, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if they had played, if they were uh, in more team-oriented conditions? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I actually I agree with you like a hundred percent on that one. But uh, I don't know, man. The Canadian Football League. I'm still pissed off that they don't have the Rough Riders versus Rough Riders now. Why do Ottawa have to change their name to Red Blacks? It was cool. It was so Canadian. Hey, we got eight teams, and the Rough Riders are playing the Rough Riders. You know, that's that that's Canada right there. Like bring bring back the the Rough Riders. I I hate the fact that they turned them to Ottawa Red Blacks. They were the Ottawa Rough Riders versus Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But anyway, I kind of like that. But uh, hey, look at look at the look at the college football, George. How many Tigers are there? In the SEC, LSU Tigers, Auburn Tigers, Tigers, like it's all like it's all the same name. Cougars, Tigers, you know what I mean? It's a freaking African lion safari out there. So I don't know. It would have been cool if they kept that name. I thought it was fun. I actually was kind of glad they changed. I always thought it was kind of silly. He's been at 8, 10, 12. You guys <laughs> can't think it. of a different name? I, come on. Nah, what's a rough rider? Come on, George. What is a rough rider? That's, what's an Argonaut or an Alouette? <laughs> what the hell are all these things? Uh, I know an, an Argonaut's somebody on a vessel, like Jason and the Argonauts. A Rough Rider's kind of like a cowboy, I think. An Alouette has something to do with flying. Uh, tiger Cat's a tiger. Uh, BC Lions, that speaks for itself. And a Stampeder's uh, a horse, right? Cowboy on you know, a for horse. For a long time, I didn't know what a Canuck was. 
Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, exactly. George and I are going to be right back. Uh, if you guys got fantasy questions, but you can find out how to win your league and go to the 2018 World Series tickets as well by playing free daily fantasy baseball. Go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS fighting blood cancer. We're coming right back after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions. Stewart and Kurtz, Morency, the main man, flying right now. I think he's going to check in at CFS hour. We got uh, football picks for you. Huge slate in the NFL exhibition. We got baseball tonight. We got college football tonight. A couple of good games, Purdue and Northwestern. That should be a good one there. And uh, we talked to Mark Lawrence, one of our teams to look out for this year, climbing the two-lane green wave. Hopefully they'll put some green in our pockets. I think I'm going to take the six and a half, maybe buy a point to seven against Wake Forest. I'm here with George Kurtz, fantasy god. Hey, I'll tell you, George, I don't know. Like, you're already do. I told you about before with the hockey, you do, you're doing that today. Football's right around the corner. You're a baseball guy. I guess the question I have for you is, out of all the DFS fantasy stuff, uh, what's in your wheelhouse? What's your strongest one where you make the most money at? Hockey, because no, people don't know it. Yeah, you know, it, good it's point. By, yeah. For that, me, that's it's the by thing. far Even the easiest me. one to play. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I remember when we went on DraftKings before, like, uh, they're bringing up guys, you know what I mean? Bottom of the barrel, boom. Like, it's it just, it's funny. It's like one of those things, like, if you if you know the game, the line combinations, it's one of the, and, and the players, I find it so much easier. Like, I got to tell you, like, we've done good on baseball, like some nights, you know, you got like tons of guys on your roster hitting dingers. Like I had Mustakas last night. He, he hit, hit a bomb, three ribbies. Like every night, you know, we've got to get over 100 consistently. But I'm telling you, man, hockey, it's one of those things, too. There's a little more luck involved. But I'll tell you, DFS baseball, those are shark infested waters, man. It is very, very tough. And unless you got a bankroll to put in multiple teams, man, I'm finding like every single time me and Morenci do that stuff, there's one guy that screws you, one pitcher that gets rocked, like Peralta last night. There's a rain delay, right? And then you got hitters. All your other guys are hitting home runs, man. It is a tough racket, DFS baseball. It is. I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I think you said it perfectly. There, uh, there's there's luck involved in baseball. You always get screwed over. Uh, you get a small rain delay, and pretty much anything over forty minutes, the starting pitcher is not coming back. So you gotta be so careful about that. Even when you uh, you check the weather reports, as we all know, man, it's here in the Northeast. It's hot. It's humid. Thunderstorms can happen at any time for any reason that they weren't even predicted, and then you get screwed. You know, uh, generally when it comes to TFS, uh, when it comes to hockey and uh, baseball, I won't play unless I know between 6.30 and 7 Eastern time, I can look for uh, the Lions, look for the late inactives, because nothing pisses me off more, Cam. I mean, nothing, really. Then when I start somebody who was, oh, he's not playing today, that will ruin my whole, fantasy ruins my whole night. Because there are times, listen, if I had a good night, things are going well, won some money, my fantasy team's doing well, I'm up to 2, 3 in the morning, it's great. I had a bad night, lost money. My all my fantasy team sucked. I'm in bed by ten. It just it depresses me. No, I'm with you. Like 
the thing about fantasy and uh, you know what I mean? I'm more from, uh, I've always played fantasy sports, but you know, nowhere like you, the King, like you got like uh, Drew Dinkmeyer. They, like, there's guys on the network here. They're absolute, like they're brainiacs. They're sharp. They know how to, how to put multiple lineups together. It's just, man, it's just, I'll tell you like in baseball, when I have a good team and the same thing, like a late minute catcher move or something like that, you got guys on the roster aren't playing. I'd actually, when I consider it, like I don't freak out about gambling loss anymore. Like I have a baseball game, team blows a blows a three four run lead in the ninth. I'm pissed, but I get over it better. You're right. It's actually one of these weird things. I get more angrier about fantasy than reality, and they're both monetary. Like I'm gambling on the damn games, and I'm playing fantasy on the game. Fantasy pisses me off more because I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe the player's not playing or something. But it just kind of it's like that knife. It, it kind of needles you more. Like I'm used to it because I've seen everything. Like football, hail marys, Green Bay versus Seattle or whatever. Shit's gonna happen. But in fantasy, when you lose because of a, a, a late scratch, like you want to put your your head through a wall. You do. It just it, like I said, it will ruin my night because that's something I blame myself for. You know that I knew it. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't at my computer. I knew to check the uh, whatever sites I like to use for the check lineups. And especially when I see, oh, it was there, and I missed it. That will. Uh, it, I shouldn't be missing that, and I know that, and it, it makes me feel terrible. That's why, if I, like I said, if I'm if I'm refing hockey games at night, and I know I can't be at my computer, I'm not playing, because I don't want to come home and realize, oh, great, I had two guys who were, ended up not playing because I set my lineup at five when I had to leave, and I couldn't redo it. So, uh, you know, there are times I have to realize it's, it's for me personally, and not everybody's like me, but. It's better not to play than to play and be pissed off because I miss things. You uh, so you, what what league are you repping there, George? Are, are are they like is it like a men's beer league or is it like Triple uh, A like uh, good kids prospects or uh, what is what what are you repping? No, it's a men's league uh, that I've been repping for about uh, since the mid '90s, I'd say somewhere around there. I played in the league as well. I have uh, really retired since I wrecked my knee a few uh, years back. Plus, I moved away. But uh, I enjoy it. Listen, uh, you're a ref. You're going to get yelled at. You know, if you want to go into refing, umping, officiating, yep. have a thick skin. You know, uh, exactly. you're going to get yelled at. When I played, I yelled at the refs. You know, so I know what, the, I know what to do. I know the rules more than anybody. I know, I'm in position. Am I going to miss calls? Absolutely. You know, I'm, uh, there's no way I'm going to get everything right there. But have a thick skin. Realize you're going to get yelled at. Live with it. And plus, I'm married with kids. And they're all women. I live with five women, Cam. Okay? I get yelled at all the time. Seriously? Yeah, my so wife, my no two daughters, my niece, you? and my mother-in-law. All in the same house? Uh, not all at once. So obviously, my wife and kids, oh. yes. My niece uh, is probably moving out. And my mother-in-law splits her time with here and uh, my sister-in-law. So, uh, But the only male here is me. All right, that's it. I have my own room, my own little man room. Leave me alone. That's why I'm yeah. alone tonight. I think I'm alone most of tomorrow. I am sucking this in big time. Thank you. you know what, George? I, you, you, need, you need a break. I bet everyone's probably lovely and nice and stuff, but, hey, I got to tell you, like, I could – my mom, like, and she's the only woman I deal with. Like, I, I, like boom, when I'm, when I'm with her for over, like, three or four hours, like, she can kind of start barking at me and stuff like that. So I'm telling you, like, five women, man, you're a strong dude. That's tough. God has cursed me, man. I, I live the most ironic life ever. All I do is sports, Cam. That's all I do. I mean, I, don't, I, I, God I watch for sports, play sports, right? I think, yeah, I need an escape. And I, I said, all I do is with women. That's all, so much women in my – I have so much estrogen in this house, I'm going to drown. <laughs> I'll tell you, George, it was the craziest thing because I played uh, AAA hockey, and we we're, we're, in, we're in a tournament, and um, – my buddy got uh, kicked out of a game for a real bad call. It, like he lipped off to the ref and he k- kicked him out of the game. So I'm thinking, and this ref had it in for had it in for the guy. It was it was pure bullshit. But anyway, long story short, 
So we go to the game. The guy's sister, he, this guy Perkovic, was, he, he was insane. He almost made it to the NHL, actually. But anyway, his sister knew karate, and like she was like a martial artist. And at the end of the game, so she comes up. She ba- she goes up to the ref, George. The guy's walking off the ice, and she fucking dropped. Oh, sorry. She drop kicked. Like, she knocked out the referee. Like, kicked kicked him and beat the crap out of the guy. So, I got to ask, like, being a ref, like, you might meet a psychopath out there that wants to take a swing at you. You got a family. So, uh, hopefully there's no uh, goons or stooges in your league. No, uh, I, I, of course I've been threatened. Everybody gets threatened. Most of it's heat of the moment stuff. I've never been touched. And in 25 years, I've never been touched. So, uh, but there have been times where after a game, I, uh, I do carry a knife. You know, I carry a knife in my everyday life. And there have been times nice. where after a game, I've had the knife in my hand just in case anybody was going to do something stupid. But uh, I can honestly say uh, it's never happened. You know, uh, but listen, you're a ref. You have to realize guys are going to scream and yell. And there have been times where I've, I've made a bad call and I've known I've made it. You know, I, maybe I threw a guy out because maybe I was having a bad day and I threw him out when I knew I shouldn't have. You know, where I could have given him a two-minute minor or I could have given him a 10-minute yeah. misconduct. Instead, I went right to the throwout. And I, that's happened, and I don't, I don't even know why sometimes. I'm like, what the hell? I know when I blew a call. I'm like thinking, why the hell did I do that? You know, and uh, it, uh, everybody makes mistakes. It's the, that's the biggest thing here. I let people vent. I have no problem getting yelled at, but doing it 25 years, I get yelled at. Big deal. You know, it doesn't mean anything. You know, I don't care. You're, you know, you're an idiot. You're ter- it's, you, it's a terrible call? Of course it's a terrible call. It might have been. Just don't, uh, don't go overboard. Don't threaten. You know, and uh, that'll, that's really the only thing that's going to get you thrown out of the game is threatening me or threatening another player. Uh, an F-bomb generally will get you a uh, two-minute minor. A two-minute two minute minor for, for the F-bomb or the C-bomb or something like that. See, that's fair. Like, that's the issue that I have, though, Georgia. So I'm watching baseball. Some umpire's got the, the shittiest strike zone. He's all over the place. He's squeezing guys. Like, I got an issue with that. Like, I should be able to chew you out for a while if you're, if you're doing a shitty job umpiring. And then I just find in baseball, unlike any other sport, hockey is a lot more fair. I find you're right. These guys do have t- tougher skin. You almost have to attack the rep. But in baseball, I think these guys get pleasure kicking, kicking uh, managers and players at a game. It's like it's a power trip, man. Uh, baseball is kind of different that way. Like, the umpires, I'd like them to settle down a little bit. Just let, let a guy vent. And if he, if he tells you off, he tells you off. He's pissed. Oh, and I think the best umpires do that. I think the best umpires realize that. That it's just a guy venting, he's upset, and maybe you blew the call. And they let him vent. You see, you, I think the, the veteran umpire, you see them let the guy vent. You know, let him go off, go off, and he's going to go away. It's the guys who are going ballistic. Those are the guys you got to reel in there. But you brought up a pet peeve of mine. I want robot umps. I hate the home plate umpire. So, I so hate the I. fact that they, they're guessing at the outside corner. These are old men. And once again, you and I are old enough. Back in the 70s, maybe even part of the 80s, where they had the uh, balloon uh, chest protector. Then they sat right over yep. the middle. At least then they could really get a better idea of the strike zone. Now they are guessing at two feet outside. Complete guess here. And it's not fair. And then I hate every time I hear, well, the veteran pitcher, because he's been pitching for 20 years, he gets a 22-inch yeah. strike zone. The exactly. rookie gets a cereal box. You know, I, I, oh, that just, it, it makes me, I can't, it can't come soon enough for me. You want to make the games yeah, that, fair? That, because the easiest way to fix a game, by the way, is to have the home plate umpire calling one pitcher, like I said, a 24-inch strike zone, the other one 12. That's the easiest way. I, I can't, this can't happen soon enough for me. Yeah, like that's, that, that's, that's the thing, and I'm with you, and I'm not out for anybody, you know what I mean? Like these guys have wife and kids, they got to put food on the table, but that's the shit that bothers me about the NBA more than anything. Like, I'm not a Raptors apologist, but just watching, like Gabe and I went to the game, we went to some playoff games, just LeBron James, I get it, you're the best, but he can run you over, it's the other guy's fault, you know, you're planting, it's a, like the calls, 
that he got in the game, it, it was sickening. Like, you're supposed to, and that's the one league, and you know this, George. In the NBA, no league, home court advantage, you're supposed to get the home calls. That's the way it works, but I'm telling you, and that's what I hate, too. Hey, Tim Duncan's a star. Uh, you know what? He gets that. He, he, that, that's a free pass. It was a bunch of bullshit because you're watching this guy bull over guys and he never gets called. I don't care if he's the best player in the league. That's what about the NBA. Like it makes me fume. It's so ridiculous that it, it, the same play is so different from one person to another. It's pure BS. It is. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I do watch some and you see the stars. Isn't, you know, I don't know the rules great, but I'm pretty sure that's a walk or a travel or whatever they call it. But because it's LeBron James, he's allowed to pretty much, you know, run it like a, a running back halfway down the court. And that, it's, it shouldn't be that way. I do agree with you. The hometown team is going to get some breaks. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt. And I'm actually okay with that. It's when it goes well beyond the benefit of the doubt, where it's fairly obvious that something's wrong here because, what, they have strong unions. You can't get rid of the, the poor performances. Oh, they don't get to, uh, they won't be make the playoffs. You know, that's great. You know, but how about if they're so poor during the regular season, how about you replace these guys? How about you let them know that, hey, if you're terrible at your job, you're probably not going to have that job. Send you back down to the minor leagues. Bring someone else up. Who cares? Yeah. The thing is, too, like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. The athletes now, like, they're, they're, a lot of them are better. They're not going out. Like, I remember the old hockey guys. Like, you'd go out there. Like, you'd see them in the bar hacking darts and drinking draft after the game. Now, the Ottawa Senators started with their stupid bike. They go for a bike ride during and after the game, right? So, now everybody's on a health kick. I remember Gary Roberts, when I interviewed him, he's telling me, because I got a paunch, he's like, lay off the street meat. And he gave me, like, a power shake in the room. It was delicious. Like, that's the thing. He's getting all these guys. Like, that's the way they are now. But the money that they're making, too, like, it was crazy. I saw some of these old hockey players, and I did, like, a, an old-timers game, and, you know, you get to talk to them afterwards. Hey, I'll tell you this story. Go, George, I'm not sure if you know this player. He's probably the dirtiest, meanest guy that ever played. Remember ABC's Wild World of Sports? I think he's, like, cracking a stick over Bobby Orr's back. His name's uh, Steve Durbano. He used to play uh, – uh, what do you – who do you play for? Do you play for the Rockies? Anyway, this guy, I met him in Yellowknife. He was selling vacuum cleaners at, at the end of his hockey career – driving a beat-down Buick, you know, it looked like a body in the trunk, like just, you know, carrying his old hockey cart around. Like, back the, the, those guys didn't make bread the way he used to. Why do you think uh, uh, Bobby Hall, like, I, I, I see this guy, he is, he'll, he'll show up to the opening of an envelope. We used to do a hockey show, you know. He'd say, yeah, you know, 500 bucks and a bottle of wine and stuff like that. This guy's doing the tour. Like, these guys are still going to do this stuff because they need the cash, man. It's a whole different world out there. We, we always hear about this about baseball players, right? Mickey Mantle. What, these guys had jobs in the offseason yeah, because they weren't exactly. making that big money. This is why, you know, uh, the Yankee Red Sox, that rivalry in the 70s where they're always fighting each other, they were trying to hurt each other back then because they wanted the playoff money. And, you know, uh, the, the big yeah. famous fight between uh, the Red Sox and the uh, and Yankees where Lou Pinella, I believe, is sliding into Carlton Fisk and World War Three starts there. And, you know, the Yankees, uh, Greg Nettles, hurt Bill Lee on purpose. He tried to rip his left arm out of his socket because the Yankees couldn't hit Lee. And they did. They succeeded. Lee got hurt, was never the same guy again. Lee didn't help himself anybody. I think two days before that said the Yankees hit like they're swinging pocketbooks. And I think uh, the famous quote from another big quote from Nettles was, does that feel like a pocketbook hit you? You know, so but back then it was different. These guys <laughs> wanted to win. That's why they were fighting. Because, you know, you wanted to destroy these guys. You wanted to hurt them to get that playoff money. Nowadays, let's face it, even the worst player, you know, either the guy making the minimum is making, what, 750000 you know, he, he does it's not the same, not that fighting should ever be, uh, you know, a good thing, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. Although, if you're going to talk about hockey and fighting, I think the, I think part of the problem in hockey 
with the, the Brad Marchands and these other guys who do all these dirty things is because fighting is going away. They're not afraid anymore. So I they agree. Use their stick to I use agree. These illegal hits. Bring the fighting back. Bring someone like uh, Tiger Williams, Dave Schultz, and uh, Clark Gillies back, and you won't see these dirty hits anywhere near as much. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I told you. I think we, we I told you the story there too, George, when we were doing the show before. Like I've been concussed a lot. Like I used to play hockey, big lumbering power forward. Like that was that was my game. Like I never had the foot speed, but I played trip triple A for a while. Like I, I'm actually watching hockey now, and guys have horrible hands. It's the thing that pisses me off the most. I'm like guys, because we played street hockey. We went through every team in the National Hockey League from morning noon till night. Remember, my parents say they have to ring the day. Come on for dinner. No, no, no. We got to finish the Adams Division before. You know what I mean? So like that's the thing, and it, it drives me nuts when I'm watching hockey now. Man, they're so fast. They got brute. Like some guys have horrible hands. Like it, it, it's one of those things that absolutely drives me insane. Because when you watch the old game, sure they're slower, but you see what they're doing with that. And, and they didn't. These guys didn't have the curvatures on their stick either. Like crazy backhands and stuff. Like the nuances of the game are a little bit lost now. It's just like one timer, one timer, one timer. Anyway, hockey. No, it's a great game now, and I think the NHL had a really good year, especially with the Vegas story. But those are the things I miss. I'm watching some guys going, man, to be at a level that. That, that big at the top of the game, the best in the world, it's like I'd expect you have better hands. You notice that stuff? Well, I think what you're seeing in hockey is what's all that matters in baseball now? Exit velocity, launch angle, Home hit run. the ball 9,000. Yeah. Right, that's Home all that matters. Runs. Hockey, it's sort of the same thing. Slap shots and speed. When no one's practicing anything else. Your hands, is, it's pretty much now it's either you're born with it or you're not because you're not practicing it. And I think that's what you're seeing in hockey now. You're looking for the highlight material. And what's highlight? You know, the 95-mile-per-hour slap shot that you blew past Jonathan Quick. Or when you, you know, yeah. Connor McDavid, if he's, if he's even, he's leaving. Seeing somebody skate around somebody, make somebody look stupid, make him lose their jock on the ice. I think that's what hockey's come down to as well, where they're not practicing the little things anymore. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%, George. It's just, a, yeah, it's a, just a, it's a little bit too technical for me. But, hey, we're going to take some calls at the other side of the break, too. we got a, a caller on the line. We'll open up the line. We'll talk to our boy, Zhang. Hopefully you guys can ask George, the fantasy guru, a question about your fantasy team. we got gambling tonight on the board, NFL. we got baseball. we got college football tonight. Actually, a couple good games. Surprisingly, that Northwestern-Purdue game should have a lot of fireworks there. So we'll get to your guys if you want to call in and ask us some fantasy questions. Football's right around the corner. George knows baseball, too. Hell, he'll even give you a hockey future. So uh, stick around for that. And remember, BetDSI runs sign-up and deposit promotions all year round, everybody. And for a limited time on the Fantasy Sports Network using promo code FNTSY, BetDSI is offering up a 2500 bonus. Wow, that's amazing. Way better than my book. 2500 bonus on your first deposit. So use the promo code FNTSY and give it a try. BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo Fantasy. Head over and start winning. More Stewart and Kurtz after the break. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 
843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Game Time Decisions Radio on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Cam Stewart. Joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, George Kurtz, fantasy guru. Yeah, there we go. Gabe's going to check in a little bit later. we got some picks for you in the DFS hour lineups and uh, taking calls, too. The phone lines are open. So who are we going to right now? Uh, Paul from West Babylon. Oh, okay. Paul from West Babylon. You're on the show, Paul. Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing, man? Hello. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm in a Hello? little bit of a pickle here. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, Hello. A pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can All hear right. you. Yeah, yeah. All Hello? right. So, um What's your pickle? Yeah, I All right. So, I I I have an interesting way of drafting my fantasy team. Um I always go yes. running back, wide receiver, and then usually I take a quarterback, which I know is early, but I always want to get a top three quarterback, which I'm always a contender in this league anyway. However, um, I kind of panicked on my first pick. I ended up, I wanted Saquon Barkley at, at sixth pick, but I ended up getting Alvin Kamara. Um, I'm going to read you my lineup, and I, want, I would like to know if maybe you can dissect it and just give me an idea on what I can do first, to make it better. And first off? I love yeah. Kamara. I don't know what you're thinking, George. I, I, I think I, I would rather have Kamara over Barkley. What's your take, George, before he gets to the lineup? I think Kamara, especially with Ingram out for the first few weeks of the season, Kamara's a monster. I think he's going to have a huge year. I don't know what your take is, George, but I'd rather have him over Barkley. Okay. Well, first of all, Paul's in West Babylon. He's actually not that far away from me. I'm, in, uh, I'm out in Coram, Paul. Uh, all right, man. Is, Welcome uh, uh, Long Islanders. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, all my life. Well, pretty much all my life. Well, yeah, Queens is Long Island. What a great, life, na- what a great handle, George. West Babylon? That sounds amazing, man. West Babylon, it sounds like uh, some uh, beautiful locale. I like it. I've actually got some friends in Babylon, too. So, uh, yeah, it's I love a location Babylon. I've been at many times. Uh, Paul, is this a PPR league? What's your take, George? Yes, it's a, it's a .5 PPR. .5, yeah, you're fine with Kamara. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it was a pick em. You want to take Barkley, five, fine, Kamara at five. Uh, either way, I wouldn't be panicking about that at all. You did not make a mistake. No. All right. I agree. All right, so let me read you my lineup, and then I have a question about my lineup. Um, I got Aaron Rodgers, okay. A.J. Green, Nelson Aguilar, Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara, Jay Ajayi, Zach Ertz, Adrian Peterson. And then on the bench, I have Marlon Mack, Marquise Goodwin, Kelvin Benjamin, Keelan Cole, and Corey Clement. And then my kicker is Goskowski, and my defense is Jacksonville. God, I love your team. George, <laughs> you're going to hey, do well. Team sounds pretty strong. Hey, West Babylon, I think you're, you're going to Cashland there. You're, you're like your bench is even good. Like all what the size guys league? you name, like I gotta tell. Yeah, well, how big's the league? That's the question. Ten, it's a ten-team league. That's the thing. Okay, okay. Huh. Yeah, all right. That that makes okay, more sense. Okay. This is a twelve-team league. Yeah, that may, yeah, it does league. make a little more sense. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, gonna say this guy's teams, crushing. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I might be a little worried about your receivers, Paul, but you're fine. Okay, so my question is, is, first of all, Jay Ajayi's got that lower extremity injury, which I don't know what the heck that means. I'm very questionable yeah. about Keelan Cole, Marquise Goodwin, Cooper Cup, and I was wondering if you can give me some insight on those guys. All right, so uh, Ke- Keelan Cole, 
Uh, listen, uh, you would ask a week ago, probably not as big a fan of him. He was a nice 14th round pick, and yep. you see what happens. But now Marquise Lee is gone. Keelan Marquise Cole may be the most yes, reliable yes. receiver there. Uh, because you think Good call, this, George. Right, D.D. Westbrook's more the big play guy, right? So Keelan Cole may be the guy who's the move-the-chain guy. The guy, he may not have the games that Westbrook has, but he may be the most consistent of the bunch. I love Keelan Cole now. I don't know why you're worried about uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, I mean, that off, the Rams are going to win a lot of games. They're going to win them fairly easily. They can run the ball or throw the ball. Yes, they got Woods there. Cooks, I don't want Cooks this year because I think Cooks is going to be pretty much what Watkins was last year, more of a decoy to get the safety out of the box, get them yeah. him over the top, I hate and they can Cook. run the middle here. Yeah, I, 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 Cook's Cook's I like Cooks. He drops a lot of passes, and he draws a lot of passes. The only thing I like about Cooks is that he draws a lot of personal fouls. Like, for, um, you know, like was it last year with the Patriots he did that? Pass the fair. Yeah, he'll good the call. Hand. Yeah, because Tom Brady, Tom Brady under watching the Patriots is hilarious, right? Because Cooks the deep threat, he goes down there, and then Brady can't have he doesn't have the arm to get it there, right, guys? And then the DB yeah. goes right into him. Hey, pass interference. Thanks. It happened all the time with that guy. It's, yeah. it's a clock. Yeah. Yeah. So bottom line um, is, Paul. I like your I, team. Your team is good here. Yeah, I like your team. I would I would have no problem uh, with this team. Uh, I'll tell you what I would tell a lot of people when they ask this question. Your team's fine. Okay. You didn't draft poorly. The draft can't win it for you. It can lose you a draft, or at least it can put you behind the eight ball. But your draft is good, solid here. It's staying healthy and making the right moves during the year. But you're fine. Like I said, if I was in this league, I'd be more than happy with this team. I'll go to battle with it. Okay. What about Jay Ajayi? Like, what's going on with that injury? I mean, do I have to be worried? Uh, I no, mean, you should be worried about Ajayi I think anyway. He's going to be okay. He's going to be yeah. okay. But Peterson always scares me because... He likes oh, to rotate yeah. his backs. But Ajay is, should be a touchdown guy yeah. at the very least. Sproles will be a third well, down Peterson guy. Peterson is my Clement flex. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, Peterson has my flex. What about Marlon Mack? What do you think about him? He's if I, I like Marlon Mack. Yeah. You do. The problem He's is, iffy. though, George, you know, you, they actually were talking about, uh, like, Mack will be the starter, but there's, like a, there, there's kind of a little mini battle going on in Indianapolis watching yeah. their preseason games. But Mack should win the job, right, George? He's going to be, he's gonna be the, the, the go-to guy, don't you think? I mean, I think he's the uh, the biggest play threat out of all of them. Uh, once again, another guy who can have big plays. Yeah. He's 50-50 for week one, so you may not have to worry about this right away. Hamstring injury always scares me because they're so easy to come back here. You got Wilkins. You got Hines. I mean, it's sort of a mess there. I, li- I do like Mac the best, but I, th- I think week one, no matter what happens, I'm not starting him. No way. I'm not going to start. I'm putting Peterson in over him. What about Marquise Goodwin now? Because last year I had him. I picked him up off waivers like the last six games of the season, and he was a monster for me. But I'm, you know, I like Garoppolo, and I'm thinking that Goodwin's going to end up being the number one go-to guy to him. Goodwin's fast. you agree? Good, Goodwin's fast as hell. Like, once he gets, and, and you know, like, he's a deep threat, and he, he drops some balls, too. If he, if he could just improve his hands a little bit, I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. What's your take, uh, George? Uh, him and Garoppolo, uh, they got a little bit of chemistry? They do. We saw that last year, and Garoppolo is certainly uh, looks like the real deal here. I mean, if, uh, if you only play negative Ned here, the only thing I would say is that Garcon didn't play last year when Garoppolo took over. Yeah. So maybe that takes away yes. some of his targets there. Yes. But that being said, I mean, uh, Goodwin's a, a really good player. He's a fine. I, I, you're not even starting him, right? He's one of your reserves. I think. Anyway, well, yeah, I mean, my I, starting I, is Green Aguilar yeah. Cup because I don't, I don't, Alshon Jeffrey, I think, yeah. is garbage. I don't, I've never been impressed by him. He's just very annoying. He's always hurt, always, always playing hurt. I, just, <laughs> I don't like him. That's I not, don't like actually, him. That's, he's not wrong. <laughs> Jeffrey yeah. is, does yeah. always yeah. seem to be hurt. Yeah, he's not, not, he's not wrong. about Jeffrey as well. Yeah. 
It seems like Jeffrey was only really good when Brand, when they had Brandon Marshall, where he wasn't the focus of the attention. That exactly. being said, exactly. you're He's fine. the number two option. Right, yeah. you, you're right, fine cool. here. Right, thanks for, thanks so for the call, man. Don't better. be a stranger. Call hey. back. Call, thanks. Call, call back anytime. West Bab- so where is uh, West Babylon there, uh, George? I'm in Coram, so I'm about, I'm about halfway through the island on the north shore by uh, Port uh, Jefferson. He's more on the south shore in West Babylon. He's probably about 15, 20 minutes away from me. Especially the way I drive. Cool. How far? How, how far are you from uh, Belmont Racetrack? The problem with Belmont is there's no easy way to get there. You're in the middle of the island. Yeah. Uh, so I'd have to take a bunch of parkways. If I went during rush hour, I might get there Sunday. Oh, you'd be screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's Long Island, that's man. The one thing there's about no easy that area. way to get around. That's that's the thing. Like I remember when I was I I loved New York. Like I and I drove around when I went to Belmont. I, and I but I was thinking I'm like. Where the hell is this place? Like, and that's the thing about horse racing. It's like I know we're gonna do some shows from Monmouth. I hope it's uh, like easy to get out there. I, I'm a big supporter of a horse racing fantasy and reality. I'll tell you though, like, you need a shuttle or something. Like, that's the thing. Like, it takes your and you know how long these cards are too, George. That's the one thing about that sport. They've never really, they've never changed. It's kind of you know what I mean. In the younger generation, unless you have a father or an uncle or something, like. For me, I was with my buddy Brian Blessing. He's a sports capper. He told me how to read the form. Then you get into horses because I'm an action junkie. I love when they come around the stretch. But I don't see a younger generation. It's all fantasy. Like, fantasy golf's even doing great. Fantasy, you know, baseball's huge. Basketball, football's monster. Like, horse racing's just one of those things. They haven't really adapted to uh, to, 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 to the changing world. And it's the same people. Like, they don't, like, I notice when I go to the OTB, same dude. This guy's this guy's crazy. This guy's a grifter. That guy's sharp. Da, da, da. It's the same gang you see all the time. It'd really be nice if uh, they'd expand because I, I love horse racing. I think it's a great day out. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of different, and I just wish the sport would grow. I think that's what most sports have to worry about, getting the younger audience. You know, where is your, I guess, yeah. your next generation's income coming from? You know, baseball's dealing with it, right? I mean, that's what the whole, their whole big thing. How do you yeah. keep the attention span? You know, let's face it. Baseball, I love the game. And I'll watch games all day, but it is boring. What I like about baseball is that, you know what, I can write my column during the game and not really have to worry about missing anything. Can't do that during a football game. I need Good to call. watch football. You know, baseball, it's more relaxing. You know, I feel like doing the George Carlton skit now, the difference between baseball and football. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, but the, that's what baseball's biggest problem is, though. How do you get the younger audience in? And, you know, horse racing, same thing. If you, if you got an old, you know, if your median age is 55, you got a problem. You know, what else when these guys, uh, you know, go away? Yeah, so I agree with you. They need to figure out a way. I don't know how you're going to make the horse racing itself more entertaining, but I guess make the venue more exciting. Yeah. I, another thing, too, is I think they get into trouble. Like, sometimes when you do the math and you look, there seems like to be skimming from the top. Like, because I bet enough races to go, okay, well – that exact should pay 140. Then it's like one 108, or like you know what I mean. Like I understand juice and vig and sports gambling. You know the the sides try to get equal action, but in horse racing, it's very obvious to me that you know what I mean. A lot of the time, the results don't pay what it should. It feels like you know not enough is coming into your pocket once you hit a big underdog or something like. And that's a problem. I, that's something that has to be fixed because hey, you know in fantasy. You look on the thing. Hey, on DraftKings, I won my golf. Boom, I get I get my couple hundred bucks. Dick Meyer won a million. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. You're not guessing. It's already there. It's like, it's it's there's a chart. You look at the numbers, and for them, it's just uh, there's sometimes there's a little shadiness going on, and it pisses me off, George. Yeah, you're not the first person who's talked to me about this. Uh, 
uh, as far as being in the industry who likes horse racing, who had the same, I mean, same exact argument you had that yeah. Uh, yeah. a little shady here. That something doesn't seem to make sense. So uh, not surprised to hear you say this either. Yeah, like I don't want to. That's the thing. Like I, I'm a promoter of it, and like you know what I mean on the station. Hell, I remember when I first started at the Fantasy Sports Network, uh, and Nando got me to do the horse racing hit for uh, I forget what was the company not be uh, uh, Fan XT, Fan XT. It was absolutely insane. So Nando called me. He's like, "Hey man, you want to do a horse racing hit?" That's how actually I I started working at the network when Marenzi was doing a show as a guest on his show a couple times, and then I got to do the horse racing hits. George. They used to have fantasy jockeys. It was the best. Like, you'd have $50,000, and you'd have three A-tracks, like Gulfstream, Belmont, uh, Del Mar, Santa Anita, like all those tracks. And basically, you look how many jockeys are racing, and you put a team together, and uh, yeah, we won. basically, we won the pool, and I think they went under. Like, I remember <laughs> at work, we were sitting there, and I'm handing, I'm handing everybody $300, because a team, we did like a collective team, and we won like a couple grand, and then... Uh, they were gone. <laughs> it's not like ba- you don't have to worry about that stuff on FanDuel and DraftKings. There's going to be a baseball tournament every day. There's going to be a, a, a hockey tournament every day. Like horse racing, it literally lasted like three weeks, and eh, then they yanked it. So I guess not enough people were playing. I guess, that, I guess it wasn't a moneymaker either. Because let's face it, if it made money, it's still <laughs> exactly. be there. Yeah, that's the best. They're sponsored the program, and we're taking we're, we're taking their money. So, no, it was, it was kind of crazy. Hey, George, I, I'm going to talk. We can talk a little bit of football uh, on the other side, but I was going to ask you, I like to take, you know, a flyer heading into before we get into the baseball playoffs and stuff. Like, who's a team on your radar that's like a value pooch, like something you can get a little bit of take back, not chalk, a, a team that scares you? that you think can do some damage and maybe put some money in your pocket and put you in a hedge opportunity if they go far? I think, uh, I think you got to stay away from the American League because that's, that's just loaded. You're not going to get anywhere, right? Boston, yeah. Houston, Cleveland, none of those teams would shock. Uh, the Yankees, even though I think the Yankees are the worst of those teams, and they're the Yankees, so you're not going to get anything there either. Too. Right? So I think you got to go to the National League. You know, and I keep looking at the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, if they can get in there, you know, they, I think they can do some damage. Well, they, they gotta, look at their good, pitching. Uh, Right, that's what, I, that's what I always look at. Baseball is the first thing I always look at. Your pitching staff. You know, Jake Arrieta has been there before. You know, they can hit. Nola's so awesome. I think the Philadelphia Phillies, yes. I mean, uh, and think about it. The Phillies, as far as a future, Phillies and the Braves, they're a year ahead of schedule. I mean, wait till these two teams, oh, really, these time. young players they have. And Philadelphia can spend money, by the way. Uh, I would be, I would borderline shock, drop dead, if Philadelphia doesn't end up with one of Machado or Harper, and maybe both. No, that's a good call. Like, no, you talk you talk to people, uh, like in baseball, you're in the know. And like, I've talked to people about it too. Like, if you could start uh, a new franchise with one player, like obviously Mike Trout's getting a lot. A lot of people are talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, this guy is good now, George. He's going to be an absolute beast. Like, we're just seeing that. You said it. This Atlanta team, it's unbelievable. Like, they just they just they came out of nowhere. And look at the the young guys they have on their team, man. It's a it's a pretty good situation. I remember back in the day with Maddox and Glavin and stuff. Like, we grew up. Those guys were always winning the divisions, and they piss it away in the playoffs. They can never get over the hump. But it's a nice uh, rebuild by Atlanta. Yeah, you can even say they're like two or three years ahead of time. George, they've done a great job. They have so much young pitching, and that's what everybody in baseball wants. And they have more than than they need. So if they need to go out and acquire a third baseman, they can do it fairly easily. 
I mean, fairly easily if they want to give up some of that young pitching. So, uh, I, I mean, that National League East, because Washington has a million, gazillion dollars they can spend, so they're going to be good. You know, Miami, great. They got they their own problems. Uh, the Mets, well, they're dumb. As long as the Wilpons are there. But the Nationals, Braves, and Phillies are going to be duking it out <laughs> for quite a while here. Oh, come on. Like, the Mets aren't. They're a, they're, oh, I, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I don't hate the Mets. I never understood the hatred for them for the Mets. I don't care yeah. about the Mets I, as I, far as a uh, fan. Yeah. You play them four times a year. Just beat them or six times a year, whatever <laughs> it is. Just beat them when I hate them six times a year. That's it. Other than that, the other 156 games, Mets can do whatever they want to do. But that that organization, man, uh, I think they're one of the, I, and I thought this at least for the last five years, one of the five worst run organizations in sports. Not baseball, in sports. You know, it's the owners don't care. They care about making money, not winning. Yeah, why is Jose Reyes still on that team? I mean, it's it's complete joke. If I was a Met fan, I would be so pissed off. <laughs> I love each other. I, I I don't I don't hate the Mets at all, but hey. Well, hey, I, I think I, I think they're fine. Like I, I don't understand. Yeah, you said it. I don't even understand how you could hate them. Like, what's the hate? Like, they're, you know, I hate Jason Vargas because he cost me potentially twenty thousand dollars that night and in Williamsport. But other than that, how do you hate the Mets? Uh, I, I, I don't hate. get it either. Right? Is that the why? I mean, do they beat you? <laughs> how do you hate them? Do, they're not the Yankees. I can understand hate hate for the Yankees, but you're not going to hate the Mets. Anyway, uh, George, we're going to talk a little DFS uh, coming up at the top, buddy. Bet DSI celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They got great customer service, fast, easy payments for winnings. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering. That's huge on all major sporting events where you can make your play anytime during the game. Run up, they're running a sign-up and deposit bonuses year-round for a limited time. Use the promo code FNTSY and Bet DSI is offering up $2,500 in bonuses on your first deposit. Use the promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head on over and start winning. Me and Kurt's got some fantasy, some picks, and on the other side, too, we got the DFS gambling hour. Morency's going to check in with some picks as well. This is Game Time Decisions on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. DFS coming up next on the station. <laughs> 